As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. 
Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. We got tickets to Smoke and Guns we're going to give away. That's happening June 20th over at the BOK Center. Firefighters and police officers will face off all to raise money for two great organizations, the Oklahoma Firefighters Burn Camp and the Special Olympics of Oklahoma. We'll see what Sam wants to talk about. We're going to stump Sam. And we've got our top five songs. Today, it's the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. From listener Jimmy. And we're qualifying people for CMall 2020. Thursday's the last day to get qualified. You could win tickets to every concert KMOD is a part of if you get qualified. So you've got to be listening for that cue. And we just played it. It's all brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. And we just qualified Bill Chukutlati. <laughs> like a drink. <laughs> Latte. It's French. Bill Chukulate. There you go. There you go. Now you just say it a little bit faster. <laughs> run it all together. Boom, pow. You got Bill's name right. Yeah. Bill Chukulate. Chukulate. Of Pryor. Bill, I'm not making fun of your name. I'm making fun of Gimpy and his phonetics. <laughs> so thank you, Bill, for calling in when you heard the cue. You have a chance coming up every hour with us and then throughout the day with Lynn and DC as well. So make sure you're listening. Sam, I don't want to say what your segment is yet, but I feel like we should tell everybody. But I want yeah. to hear from you your percentage of faith that it's happening. I'm only saying that based off of how many times we've had other things set up through other avenues. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen for one reason or another. So what's your percentage of faith? Like 85%. Wow. 85%. Okay. Yeah. So tell everybody. I, no, we normally don't do this, but tell everybody what we have for your segment today, which we're doing at a different time, so we can do this. We are going to talk to Doc Antle. From Lion King. From the Tiger, Tiger King. King. Uh, Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Doc Antle. <laughs> and you and might be going, why is this, this, why are you talking? He's not doing any other interview. I have not, I don't know of other interviews he's done. No, there's been like a handful of, because they live in Myrtle Beach at their Myrtle Beach Sanctuary. And I think that they've done like maybe one or two of, um, in the area of like people I think they already had a relationship with. Um, but the reason that this is happening is because I went to high school with his niece and reached out to her when I was watching the documentary and have like been in contact with her and kind of bothering to be like, hey, could you please get your uncle on? And they, they are being super awesome because she literally wrote to me that like, yeah, this is a return since you served our country. We'll do this. Oh. That's right. They're doing it. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's, that's what she nice. told me. Thank I you was for like, your service. Listen, of all the times I want to cash in on being in the Navy, this <laughs> might be a good reason. <laughs> so not because you know her and you're friends and you've partied with her. It's because, not that reason. <laughs> it's because, Probably not that I, she's I mean, held she's my hair back when I'm throwing up. should do this. Yeah, they threw me a pity bone. I guess. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> pity bone. <laughs> Give me couldn't uh, lunge for his pain fast enough. Did how did you know you had a family connect a friend a friend connection to this Doc Antle? 
Well, because um, his niece was a grade older than me, and then um, his nephew was in my grade, and he and I talk on Instagram still, like, once in a while, and um, when we were watching it, I was like, I feel like I'm not 100% sure if I've met him, but I know that I have seen his face before. And then after they talked about Myrtle Beach, I like went on my Facebook and I was like, oh my God, this is Alicia's uncle. And you can see like that's where she works and all the tigers and stuff. And so, yeah, I was like, I couldn't, even when I was watching the documentary, I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I don't, crazy. I don't think I've ever watched anything ever and been like, oh, I know them. And then them be connected to some insane story. No. Yeah, that that's never happened to me before. Mm-mm. And well, I'm again, she to talk to him because I'm excited to see like what his take is on it because you can't say it's all negative. They may have portrayed him in not the light he wanted, mm-hmm. but people are going to his place for sure. They are. Now, do you well, think, not right now. I was going to say, well, not right now, obviously, because of the corona team. But do you think they're going there because, like, normal reasons? Hey, there's this uh, tiger sanctuary. Let's go check out the big cats. Are they going because of the documentary? You know, hey, I seen you on TV. Thought I'd come check it out myself. Or or is it uh, just, you know, hey, why not? Yes. To all those. Of all of them, yeah. Yeah, of course. If I was in Myrtle Beach and I was not, didn't know anybody, and I'd just seen the documentary, I would totally want to stop by. Yeah. Do you just want to out stop of curiosity. by now? Like, would you now? Oh, yeah, totally. She, my friend's always posting pictures of her, like, swimming with tigers and hanging out with monkeys and, like, getting to do the coolest stuff. I love watching all of her stories because, like, it's crazy that that's someone's job as they get to do that. They get to have, I just like a couple days ago, they had an orangutan birthday and it was adorable. They had hats on and I would love it if, if I could partake in that for even just six hours. That would be amazing. We'll have- so even after everything you watched on the Tiger King, you're still down. Yeah. Uh, yes, I would still go 100%. Those monkeys hmm. look happy. <laughs> and adorable. So, how would you judge I, if a monkey didn't look happy? Like based on his complaints. I mean, I can only see like, no, like monkey smiles, and you know how monkeys they you monkey they can smiles. laugh. Okay. <laughs> I gotta look that yeah, one. you can see. Okay. You can see is if like a, a, is that a like monkey's, a dog wagging his tail. No, like if a monkey's grumpy, they have like very human faces. You can see like whether they're happy or laughing. Like, have you ever seen? Um, people at the zoo do magic tricks in front of monkeys? Uh, yes. You mean after they've been trained and punished to do it? Oh. No, 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 no. Like people just going to a zoo and like doing, they just happen to know whatever card trick and or the, you know, where you throw the ball behind your head and make it disappear. And like the monkeys look amazed. You could tell they're so entertained by magic tricks. Like, they just have very human faces. I feel like you could tell whether they're happy or grumpy. Mm. I, I, I don't agree. I think that they're, that to judge that that means they're happy. Anybody who's been held prisoner, I'm sure, in jails or anything else, laughs or smiles at some point. Yeah, but... Uh... 
I know, I know probably it's not the best in that like all animals should be, you know, not in cages, but if you are, it would be pretty dope to have a birthday party. I mean, you can have a birthday party anyway. No, if you're a monkey, I mean, and you, you know, have to be in a cage. A birthday party. Yeah. And like if you're a monkey in a cage, you're a caged animal. It would be pretty dope to have a birthday party after you. I think. I'm just saying for. I think that 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 the monkeys really don't care about the birthday party in itself, as to like, hey, I got presents, I got balloons, I got yeah. cake. They're just happy to be out of the cage. Yeah, and I bet I could be wrong because I I'm not I've never been in a monkey's home. They don't have calendars or an iPhone. So they don't even know it's their birthday. <laughs> no, they just know people around them are excited for them. Giving Every them attention. Day. Yeah. I like I I can't, I'm a little shocked to have somebody who's so caring for animals after mm-hmm. watching the documentary is still down. Yeah, I still would want to go. I still want to have an experience. I do. Even at, albeit at that expense, where they're, they're trafficking animals. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know, because that's hard. I don't. It's hard. Like, even especially just watching that documentary, you don't know who to trust of who is trafficking the animals or whatever. So I'm just talking in general. Even I've met, I met a baby tiger when I was like in eighth grade or something. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, maybe that wasn't the right situation because that like little tiger was shaking and like looking back I could tell that tiger wasn't being cared for and so that situation I feel bad for but if I feel like I know the animals are being cared for then I don't feel bad and I want to meet them I like going to zoos I like going to the circus but I'm also not ignorant to the fact that some places use those as cloaks Mm-hmm. to be not good people. I'm not saying Doc Antle's doing that. All I know is Tiger, Tiger King, he was 100% doing that, portraying himself as a zoo, as a safe place for animals, and he was not. Hmm. And so yeah, for me, I'm, after I'm, watching it, it I, don't, I don't know if I would support any place that's like that, i.e. a non-sanctioned place. Like, you mean not a zoo? Not sanctioned by the National Zoo Association, by whoever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, sh- I'm shocked. Listen, do what you want. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying for me, I wouldn't, I'm a little shocked that you are still on board with it. Yeah, I'm selfish AF. I just, huh. I, I would love That's to have an experience. Yep. The experience being? To hang out with an animal to get that close. A wild animal. An well, exotic an animal that animal I like. like that. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with birds in that way. I don't want to hang, I want to hang out with adorable animals. <laughs> Not the ugly ones. Right, you've done that with yeah. birds. Yeah, and I hate birds, so yeah, I don't your, care your about mo- that. That's not an experience I care those. about. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm really excited to talk to him, to hear what he's got to say. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, 15% doesn't come to fruition. 
<laughs> Stranger things have happened on this show. True statement. Oh, it's true, and, oh, and it always seems to be like a jinx. It's like yesterday with at the end of the show with a major fiber optic got cut. Don't they know to call, like, what is it, 555-DIG or whatever right, that is? Right, right, Okie Bug or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I got to do it to put the pool in the backyard. You can't do it for fiber optics or whatever the hell you're doing. I got to do it to plant a tree. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's like you thought you were having a bad day. Whoever accidentally did that, way worse. That's all I could think Damn. of yesterday. She sent me a text yesterday, Gimpy, mm-hmm. and my favorite part of the text she sent was, hold on, it's a really great line. I don't know what any of that is. It just seems serious. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say it sounds expensive. Oh, did you? Yeah. Expensive, serious, <laughs> potato, potato. Typically those two words ride, <laughs> you know, a- co-pilot to each other. <laughs> Yesterday, I asked my boyfriend, I was like, I didn't even know that cords had names of spines. Like, I think they were like, oh, it's the whatever, L3 vertebrae or something like that. I had no, no, no idea no, 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 that no, cords no, had no, spine no, names. No. no, no. <laughs> CenturyLink was bought by Level 3 or L3. Mm. Mm. So L3 is a company. Not your vertebrae. <laughs> I was thinking that that was like where it was in the cable. No wonder why Jeff was like, yeah, crazy. Because he just didn't want to be bothered. Yes, <laughs> it's like, babe. I'm not going to explain uh, to you where <laughs> that a cord is not like a spine. Into? <laughs> that's what he's thinking inside. <laughs> is it too late? like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because then it would have been detrimental <laughs> to the internet. Mm. That's a good way to get people to go spot. back to work, right? Shut down the internet? <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> you know how many people work, you know, do internet yep. work? Pretty much. All the stay-at-home people are using the internet to work. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got a day off yesterday. Well, almost everybody. Anybody that's using CenturyLink no. or L3. No Ooh. way. <laughs> no. We crazy. just use high bandwidth. That's why. Oh. Between our video and the audio, we're using a high bandwidth, so it's very uh, evident that there's a problem. Also, like Some on the minor are, stuff, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as obvious because they're not using no. near as much. Like Jeff, I'm still worked. My wife still works. Still did video conferencing. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like there you wasn't know, a, a restaurant. Free you want to sit it was just more of an email. If you want the freshest food, mm-hmm. does that work mm-hmm. like that? Does it? We, well, in the in the world, if this were a restaurant, our internet, we're sitting the closest to the restaurant oh, okay. or to the kitchen. Okay, okay. I don't know how to spin that. All right, so uh, sure. we're giving away tickets to Smoke and Guns. Uh, Doc Antle is supposed to join us today, and we've got our top five songs. We're going to take a break, and we come back, we've got news quickies. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. And Morning Show. Top five songs coming up today. Doc Antle from Tiger King is scheduled to join us. And we're going to give away tickets to Smoking Guns, but you've got to be listening for that to happen, too. That's going to happen in about an hour. We're even going to qualify more people for CML 2020. Seeing every concert KMOD is a part of could be in your future if you get qualified. So be listening for that cue. But first, to get anything, to get to anywhere near those things, we've got to do news quickies. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? 
Now here's Corbin, Kimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Mom finds sex positions in five-year-old's Frozen 2 diary. So 25-year-old um, Tony Alamos, she purchased a Frozen 2 book at Kmart in Brisbane for her daughter's Millie's 50, or fifth birthday. And she was shocked when she, the little girl showed the book to her aunt and they found a checklist of sex toys and sex positions inside the book. The mom said, you don't check this stuff. If it were a diary in the adult section of Kmart, I would have understood. But it's a kid's book. Come on. She also said that um, it doesn't seem like the book had been tampered with and that the spine of the book didn't seem to be bent or anything. So she thought that it was a manufacturing issue. And a Kmart spokesperson said they are mortified and they are investigating the issue. That's fun. I'm not buying it. Well... So there's a picture if go if you're on go on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash BMMS six nine, and you can see the flip book and it like literally says sex positions, a bunch of sex positions and sex toys and a bunch of sex toys. And it I mean it the the spine doesn't look bent. It doesn't look like, you know, someone's pulling a prank on children by shoving it in the book. Well surely they wouldn't. Yeah, do no, that I do, I agree with all that. The cover itself looks like a knockoff. On top of that, hmm. let's just say it was a checklist. Do you see how many boxes there are to check? Who's going to do seesaw that many times? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's or your favorite. Or furry plug. <laughs> well, I think it's maybe just, you need to mix no them sense. up. Like It's like using the beads with seesaw and then you know going through the checklist, checklist that way. We're only seeing like one quarter of the page maybe, and there's one, two, three, four, 40 boxes just in that window. No one's checking all those boxes. Maybe they're dated. You know what's, you know what's probably <laughs> actually happening here? <laughs> Disney was trying to infiltrate children in the Australia area to corrupt their minds, and we're like, we'll just slide this in to see if it'll work. You got it, man. No one I mean, pay attention. If it did happen, it's obviously a mistake that not Kmart, which is weird. I thought they were closed. Kmart or Disney were trying to do. <laughs> Maybe so. A man claims choking was just a demonstration. So there's this cat. His name's <laughs> William Schumacher. Mm -hmm. So Willie here was caught by witnesses, witnesses in the parking lot of a convenience store beating and choking his girlfriend of two years. Of course, the witness go ahead and call the police and they come out and do their investigation. Uh, the witness told cops that he saw or they saw Willie striking and choking the woman multiple times. Now, here's the fun part. When the cops went up to go talk to Willie and, and find out what his side of the story was, before they even said anything, Willie pipes up and says, I was showing her how I was previously arrested for domestic battery. And they're like, <laughs> calm down there, Willie. They went ahead and talked to the gal, noticed that she had some red marks on her neck that was consistent with his handprints. Of course, they went ahead and took him in on domestic battery. Uh, not the first time, though. Uh, he has been arrested twice before for felony domestic battery. He got those pleaded down to uh, misdemeanor charges. He just got out of prison in February for two convicted counts of burglary. 
Like I said, this guy now is back in under domestic battery by strangulation. Way to go, Willie. His mugshot is fascinating. You go- uh, is that, I can't read what's on either side of the Air Jordan neck tattoo. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'm like, this cat's got Jumpman tattooed on his throat. On his throat. Yeah. I don't know what that says on the, on the sides or whatever. I thought it was like chain links or maybe like pillars or something. No. No? It's, 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 it's writing A-O-N-E, A-O-M-E. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, first I thought yeah, it was like Arabic writing or something, but... It, it looks like some sort of calligraphy. It's hilarious, though. With Jumpman in the middle. <laughs> oh. Huge Jordan fan. <laughs> uh, I just really like the shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I want everyone she, to know that when you look at my neck. <laughs> Let's just say neck tattoos, <laughs> that real estate, you're not just putting do the do on there. Right. It's going to be right? something very special, very meaningful to you. Maybe um, an organization you feel, you know, a lot of uh, allegiance to, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? That comes to top of mind. A shoe brand company. I'd... Unless he's, he's made a lot of money, like he bought the stock when he was little. Maybe he was friends with Jordan. And, you know, he's like, hey, I know Jordan. Maybe like, so. you know what I'm saying? Maybe so. I wonder if there's people that got, like, Fila tattooed across their neck, on their throat or whatever. Or like gear, yo. <laughs> right. I was going to say. really love New Balance. <laughs> British Knights. They got BK on there. No, no, no. BK, that's that's right. blood killer, man. I'm in a gang. Sure it is. British Knights. Get out of here. <laughs> Family dealing with bee infestation during lockdown. This happens right here in our own state in Chickasha. The family says the bees came out of nowhere, which, you know, they typically do. A woman with her four children, her boyfriend, her best girlfriend, and that person's four children all moved into this house last December before the pandemic started. Spring came, and with that came the bees and coronavirus. And now they say it's hundreds. They can't even go outside because the bees are taking over multiple areas of foliage in the yard. When they mow, they get attacked. The dog is getting attacked. Buddy is his name. Uh, and to make it Buddy. even more gruesome... The family doesn't have air conditioning or heating, so they leave the windows open. Ugh. And they're saying Ugh. that the bees are coming inside the house. Attacking them. And it'll them cost in- a couple hundred dollars to deal with. Attacking them inside the house, I imagine. If they're attacking them outside, I imagine these bees are attacking them inside while they're trying to sleep or crap or whatever, eat dinner. I'm under the impression. I don't know if this family's having a family dinner. I could be wrong. They're not on the TV. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) They could be. They could be. I'm just making a, you know, not fair assumption on my part. Um, But I was under the impression that if you have like a bee infestation, that a bee collector will come get the bees for free because they want the bees. That would make sense. Free bees? Hmm. Bees are kind of a profit... (laughs) Center for them, right? Yeah. And there's a bee situation happening, so they want to help the bees. They don't want them killed. Right. I could be wrong, too. I don't think you can kill bees. Like, you can't. I don't know if um, uh, we have plenty of those people that listen to us that deal with killing bugs. That I don't think you can just kill bees. Like, I will murder a bee if I think I'm going to get stung by it. 
yes, you, I understand, but I don't think a company can use chemicals to kill a bee, okay. a, like a hive of bees. Because they're, like, protected or whatever, mm. something to that effect. So. Okay. I could be wrong. I know there's a bee crisis. Mm-hmm. So that's where my mind is going, is that maybe there's something to protect the bees. We've got to protect the bees. Wasps, yeah, I've seen the bee movie. I know I it care. ends badly. Bees are fine. <laughs> you don't want to kill bees anyway, Sam. If a bee comes after you, the, the chances of a bee attacking you is because you're messing with their nest. Right. Unless they're the Africanized one and they all get grumpy together and get territorial. You can't change their mind. I don't so know if about there's these a bunch bee, of them. African bee. What are you talking about? Yeah, the African killer bees. The killer bees, yo. Wu-Tang. What are you talking about? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember reading a story of this happening in California that these um, specific types of bees, they are super-duper territorial, and they will hunt down who they think is infiltrating their territory, and that's why they call them killer bees, and they're a bunch of them altogether. They're not just one. So, like, one bee I can outrun, but if there's a 50 of them, no way. i got to kill so, them. One you're going to outrun, but 50 you're going to turn and confront? <laughs> you want a piece of No, money? I'm going to... I don't know how you kill bees, but I'm using chemicals. Usually a uh, flamethrower. Well. I don't know. I have heard this too, but uh, about the African bee or the killer bees is their nickname. That 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 is a myth. That's not they they've killed like a thousand people total. It's not like a big thing. So that movie from the eighties was just totally false. A movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no more real than a lion's right, talking. Right, 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 right. Attack of the killer bees. Sam, uh, listen. The B movie with Jerry Seinfeld. If if they stop working, a bunch of bad stuff happens. So I can understand if they are being protected. Bees, yes, that in general, that's true for in, all the bees. Mm-hmm. Bees are the reason we have fruit and vegetables. Yeah, thank you, buddies. Unless there's fifty of you, and then get and the then hell away. Get out of my house. Uh, yeah. All right. All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash/bmms69. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Man Morning Show. The Assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we've got top five songs coming up as we do every Wednesday. Today, it's the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. We'll get to that at nine. We've got more qualifying for CML 2020 from Boulevard Tank 7 in about 10 minutes. But first, it's Balls to the Wall Sports. A Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski reunion has come to fruition as the Patriots have traded the retired tight end to the Buccaneers. Gronkowski, who still has a year left on his contract with the Patriots, retiring after helping the New England Patriots to a Super Bowl championship following the 2018 season, has been dealt to Tampa Bay in exchange for the fourth round pick. I'm back. I always said when I have that feeling and it feels right, I'll be ready to take the field again, Gronkowski told Fox Sports in a text message. 
And, and I have that feeling. I'm ready. The, bu the Bucks will also uh, receive a seventh round pick as part of the trade. Awesome. I was shocked by this. I knew there was a lot of talk about it, but I was shocked. And there are so many questions, right? Because they already have O.J. Howard. They have, uh, obviously, Tom Brady. Um, but he, I think he left um, New England. Like He was like, I'm done because of back and like CTE concerns. So does he not have those anymore? But I think the real question is, what's he going to do with his uh, WWE 24-7 championship is he gonna have to re relinquish that i mean what's the plan there that's the big question right um but i think it's, hard to it's gonna be fun to watch that play out if we have football yeah that's uh, the thing right there mm. yeah i saw yesterday Will they just push it forward then what push what forward like just push the whole season Oh, like usually it so starts just, on X yeah. date and just like kind of push it back and, and let the season run long and bleed into other sports seasons? Or just circus. push it I don't till know next what to year and be like, <laughs> just kidding, we'll do that. We'll try. Everything stays the same. We'll try again next year. Here's the thing. Stay working if out. you hear anybody talk about anything, what's going to happen with the economy, when we're going to go back to work, uh, when's football, when it, they're making it up. They're literally just trying to make a guess. There's no precedent for any of this. So there's no way anybody can give a sensible thought process to it. They're just speaking out of their ass. Yeah, if I was the coaches, though, I would like want, you know, at least monthly updates to be like, hey, is everyone staying in shape? You guys don't get to gain the quarantine 15. You better be doing burpees and lunges or what else, whatever else you normally do to work out your football body. <laughs> pro, court, pro coaches aren't doing that. They have assistant coaches doing it for them? No, they don't have to. These people are paid millions of dollars to keep their elite status. Right, right. It's on them. These are grown adults that we're talking about here. Yes. It's on them to make sure that they're in shape and they don't come back when football season resumes. All, all fat and out of shape. On top of that, Sam, in college and in pro, there's restrictions on how much contact can happen with players and coaches. What? So, like, you so to make sure that you can't be buddies with them. I, I don't know about the buddies part. It's probably not good coaching mentality to be, you know, the best friend of the quarterback. Mm, show favoritism. Yeah. Like, we reached our five text limit this month. Send a carrier, <laughs> carrier pigeon. Right, right. <laughs> but there's been, I mean, there's restrictions on how much time they can spend together as players and coaches in college and in pro. There's, uh, we, you read a story a couple weeks ago about how the pros are going to do virtual mini camps this year. I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. But I guess monitoring how much you talk to whatever player. And honestly, I would expect the coach and the quarterback to have a better relationship than the coach and the kicker. Well, having a relationship is different than being, you know, friends are friends forever. Like none of that. <laughs> right? It's a working relationship. So like... Like happy birthday, happy birthday text range, or just like oh, Merry Christmas text <laughs> range. Because like text. only your good friends you text you happy birthday. That. But I was, I was one more friendly than the other. 
Well, because a birthday seems more personal than like, you know, you'll get a million Merry Christmas texts, but a happy birthday one seems a little bit more personal. Why? It's on Facebook. Everybody sees it. Mm -hmm. No, I was talking about text messages. And also, who monitors that? That they like check the coach's phone to be like, oh, you've had way too much contact with player number 56. I never said text messages. I said contact. Like physical contact. Right. Because there's limitations they have. There's a, there's a union that represents the players that they have restrictions mm. in place. So there's a way around it is what you're saying. It's, it's not. <laughs> no, it's really. No, the Players Association is there to protect the players to avoid manipulation mm-hmm. from coaches in that scenario. Mm-hmm. It's a business yeah. It ain't friends. I, ju- I guess I just, I never thought about it, and I never thought that it was someone's job to make sure that that wasn't happening. There, you've reached a max contact, and this is the last time I'm going to tell you, Coach. <laughs> and that's False of All Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Robert Lampkin of Tulsa heard the cue and is now qualified for CMall 2020. Brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Another chance to get qualified is coming up very soon. Uh, Curtailing off what Sam was talking about with sports and football and maybe we said there might be sports. Last night, a president at the University of Connecticut said that there will be no fall sports. Wow. Making that call, And that's the first time anybody's publicly said anything like that. And he was saying it it appears to be at a fundraising event or something to that effect. So who knows the validity of it or if he's going to walk that back today. But there are football programs that are furloughing coaches. It kind of makes sense because if they're not being used right now, what's the sense in keeping on the on the payroll? Isn't that why well, they are being used? They are. I mean, they're not coaching a game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they can't recruit right now. Okay, they can't go on recruiting trips. I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah. But there, I mean, co- don't think coaches Ooh. only work from August until. You know, January. That's that's obviously not oh, true. No, no, no. They're math teachers as well. They also do no, science. No, no, science sometimes. <laughs> gym They're teachers. They're PE gym teachers. teachers. Yeah. yeah, those short shorts. <laughs> uh, but Mark Rogers, who's an NCAA insider, says that it's becoming more likely that there will be no fall football, and they would push it to the spring. And apparently it's part of a, was floated as a last ditch contingency plan. But Mark Rogers said, should be a lot of, to talk about tomorrow, hearing a ton of buzz about the college football season being pushed to spring. Expect news to break soon. And remember what I just said, until it's like the news or the organization has made a statement People are just speaking out of their ass. 
Right, because so far this is just one coach going out and saying this, right? I mean, it's no, this isn't a coach. This or, is an NCAA insider. Right, right, right. It's just one person. Excuse me, I misspoke there. It's just one person saying it. It's not like an official. It's not news outlets. No, it's 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 it's, it's really just a nobody, like you said, it's speaking gossip. at the ass. Yeah, yeah. It's gossip. It's he's not a nobody. I mean, Mark Rogers is somebody uh, that has been right on a bunch of things. Mm. But, again, until the organization is saying this is what's happening, I don't know how I feel about no football. And then if they push it to the spring, then when would the championship game be? Or would there not be a championship? And then then what does that mean for the fall? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for seniors? It really just throws a wrench in the entire system, if you think about it. And if they play spring ball, for those that are going to be supposed to be seniors this fall – then what do they do about the combine and being eligible for the NFL? Because the drafts, you know, in, in this Thursday, right? Spring ball would be happening right now. It's just so confusing. Yeah, and then even if um, things were to magically get better tomorrow, by August, would you feel comfortable going to a stadium to cheer everybody on? See, that's another question, right? Because I know some businesses, and obviously people are eager to get back to work, but if you work at a place that has a lot of employees, there's a chance that it won't be going back to work the way you know how. Mm-hmm. They may make people sit in separate spots with a space in between and not everybody going back at the same time so they can adhere to social distancing. When you say having people sit in different spots with the space, you're talking like spectators and like fans and stuff. It'd be like, you know. No, I'm talking about work. Okay, okay. So it's, it's the chances of going back to work in a normal atmosphere mm-hmm. is not real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like if you're going to go to a game, you're not going to have somebody sitting next to you. You're not going to be fighting for the armrest. <laughs> Which isn't bad. At least until there's a vaccine. So I, even if they said today, like, hey, we're, gonna, we're good. We're going to have games this fall. I can't speak for you two, but I, I don't know if I'd be going. Yeah, I don't think I would. Oh, I wouldn't. But you don't even like going to the grocery store now. So really the question for you is what needs yeah. to happen for you to feel like you would be comfortable going? Um, for there to be a vaccine that a bunch of people have had, because just for me, it's not worth it to, to risk it. Like, I, I guess I don't love football enough to be like, yeah, that would be worth it to go watch it right on the front lines when I could be just as comfortable watching it at home. Like if they just only did, you know, it on TV and they've already tested everybody on the field for COVID. Yeah, but you don't even uh, really care that much about sports, but we're talking about just going out, going back to the grocery store, not doing delivery pickup. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's going to be hard. I think that'll be easier than a stadium because there's less people, but I, even then, like, I just, I don't, I don't want to have anxiety about it. I don't want to feel like I could hurt people and not know it. I think that a uh, a vaccine and then steady drops in the numbers of infections and deaths is what it take for me to, to get back to somewhat normal. 
You know, of course, obviously, the steady drop, not just a, a straight plummet, all right, cool, and then plateaus after that. I need steady dropping, like, all right, we, we, we don't have this many cases on this day, and then this one on this one, just a steady. That makes me feel a lot better, knowing that we've got a handle on this, and a vaccine would help as well for me to get yeah. back to someone normal. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it would take for me. I think that there needs to be plenty of test testing that's available. And there needs to be, I think, testing for me. Think so, so if I think I have it, I can go get a test immediately. Mm. And then, then See, I can be treated because I, I complete work. faith I mean, in the medical professionals to be able to take care of me. The, the incubation time of not knowing if you're hurting somebody else is what worries me more than, like, me getting sick. Right. But that happens with anything. Right? Yeah, so, I'm just saying, like, for me to feel comfortable. I think that you have to use the same protocol as you do as anything else. You have things that incubate in you now and you don't, you know, work on any caution. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess I don't feel like I'm hurting anybody by it. I don't feel, I, I guess with this, I feel it's different because they're, it's, it's, it's so contagious. And right, they don't have a vaccine for it. So and contagious. like whatever I have, but I just mean by whatever I have, I don't feel like I could give it to anybody. But if you had a test, you would know. Yeah, but even before you get the test, you could have it and not know. It would be like, oh, do I feel bad enough to get the test? And then there's that whole time in between. I'm just saying, just me personally, like, that's why just more testing sites wouldn't make me feel more comfortable because they're, I wouldn't want to accidentally hurt somebody that I didn't know. Yeah, but I get what he's saying because right now there's, like, little to no testing available. And if you have that opportunity and you can go and get tested whenever you want, the, the moment you feel, oh, I got body aches and my temperature's rising, you can go get tested and, and kind of head it off at the pass before it, it gets too bad. Right now, you can't even do that. Right now, you're like, I got body aches and a fever. You stay your ass at home. You can't go get tested at all. Yeah, they tell you to stay home. If you call your doctor and you're like, I think I have the symptoms, they go, stay home. They go, have you been in contact with anybody who's had it? No. Okay, stay home, manage your systems. If you can't breathe, go to the hospital. That's what they say. <laughs> if you can't breathe. Yeah. For me, it, it, there, there's just there's a lack of organization happening. Nobody seems prepared to deal with it. And I understand it. It's kind of crazy. I just, the idea of no sports this fall, oof. I mean, what that means is that there won't be kids back on campus this, uh, this fall. Right. That's what that means. So if there's no, <laughs> if there's no sports this fall, right? There's no sports. The, the kids aren't going to school. What's that say about regular television? Because they can't, they can't film television shows either for the same reasons right. as coronavirus. So, I mean, right. are we going to be stuck with, 
just reruns of whatever. Wendy at home. Right, right. Because here's the deal. I mean, uh. whether whether it be <laughs> Netflix or regular network television, cable television, whatever the case may be, nobody nobody's filming right now. How they have to delay the season finale of The Walking Dead because of this, okay? So if there's there there won't be any new fall TV shows coming out, and that's a big time for people who love television to see those new shows come out or new episodes of their favorite shows and you won't get that. Hell you won't even What do you mean the season finale of The Walking Dead they they didn't they didn't have it filmed? They they haven't done it yet. It's supposed to uh, because it's a lot of post-production stuff that they need to do. Like they've got the filming and stuff done for the most part, but it's a okay. lot of post-production stuff and a lot of CGI jive that they have to do, but mm. they can't because of the coronavirus and, and and quarantine and all that. Everybody's on lock, so they can't do it. Now, I did read online, what was this a couple of days ago, that they're looking at uh, late May, early June, but that's still up in the air. That's kind of like sports in the fall, you know? Uh, we don't know yet. Because we haven't gotten that far, we, we we just don't know. They're they're hoping for it, but they just don't know. So it could be. That's annoying. So you're just yeah. waiting. Are you waiting on that one episode? Oh, yes, yes. Alpha, That's it. Alpha is dead. <laughs> all right, Beta is taken over, but he doesn't really want to be, you know, the Alpha or whatever. Somebody called him Alpha. He got pissed and almost killed the brat. Anyhow, so now he's taken over the zombie horde that Alpha had, and he's going to go find these mother lovers that have ruined his life, essentially. Anyhow, so yeah, it's just one bleeping episode episode that is left, and and I can't, I can't, I can't take it. Can't take it anymore. I'm skimming this uh, article, mm-hmm. and this maybe this is a spoiler. Michonne's not on the show anymore. No, she is not. She is not. She had her last episode. It wasn't the last one. I think it was the one before that. And what had happened is Michonne. If uh, you guys haven't watched in a while, so Michonne gets approached by this dude um, who's like, "Hey, I need some help. I'm on this island or whatever. I need help with my wife and kids and whatnot. And I can get you all the guns that you need. It's like an old naval base, right? It, How did he talk? to her that he was if he was on an island how did he talk to her he got a boat he got a boat and he went (laughs) to the shoreline right they found they found him because he was he ever tried to start a boat engine after it's been sitting for a while it's damn near right 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 well it's really a lot of oars a lot of oars they're just paddling that bitch uh so they so she's like all right listen you've got the guns that i need to take care of this horde of zombies and these these evil whisperers i'm gonna go ahead and go with you oh my god such mind-blowing so she's like all right i'm gonna go with you you guys go on back to camp or whatever i'm gonna go with this cat so she goes with this guy and and come to find out there was no family he's just needing help clearing out some of the zombies that are there because this guy honestly is just a giant pussy now, while she's on the island, she's going through the bunker. This weirdo that found her has got like three other people locked up in a cell, right? Because he his cheese is sliding right off of the cracker. And he's like, I'm going to go ahead and lock you guys up to protect myself. Nonetheless, so she makes friends with these guys. Now, she's Pause. kind of, Yes. He's a pussy because he won't fight. <sighs> But he's locking people up. Right, exactly. It's so bizarre. It's so okay. Bizarre. I don't need any more. I got it. She, so she's not there. She's not on the show anymore. No, she's not. But is it's, she, it's, is she perceived dead. Perceived dead. No, 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 no. This is tying into more of the Walking Dead universe. If you remember when Rick Grimes supposedly yeah. died, they lifted got him off on a helicopter. Yeah. Exactly. So there is a group of the, the three people or whatever that I was telling you about. Uh, she had found clues that Rick is still alive. 
she had found some clues. A cell phone with uh, Michonne's and, um, and, and the girl's, her, his little girl's uh, image etched in on the cell phone, right? She found Rick's old boots, so uh, she thinks this is still my eyes. <laughs> I think they've jumped the shark. They, they, they did a long time ago, but the, it's, it's all going to tie They're just in. trying to squeeze the blood out of the turnip. They're like, anybody else wants to watch. We created a universe. It's like Marvel, yes. except more dead people. I feel like post-production's done on a computer. I feel like they could do that remotely. You would think. You would think. But that was just what, what I had read. There's another spinoff on this. It's like yes. a new world or something like that where it's all the kids that have grown up in uh, the zombie apocalypse and whatnots, and now they're venturing out on their own. It's This, this Walking Dead thing has gotten big. Well, and I read because they were going to do all these movies with Rick and who's portrayed by the Love Actually guy, Andrew Lincoln. And Andrew Lincoln's like, I'm done. <laughs> so he won't even be Rick the way we know it from what I understand mm, I'm interested. I haven't watched the show in a long time so I, all I know is that there were um, networks that were hoarding shows filming shows and then just shelving them because there was a looming writer strike that was about to happen Oh, so there is a stockpile of stuff but that doesn't erase the fact that there still could be a writer strike yeah and that they're not filming yeah a uh, trifecta of suck right there. Yeah, but there is stuff mm. on the shelf to be released. I was going to say, that's more, that's good. And like the reunion shows, the housewives are my favorite, and they can do those remotely, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> reunion shows are the best. What is that uh, 90 Day Fiance? They're doing that in quarantine or something right now. I haven't watched it. I've just seen on the commercials. On Mondays, yes. <laughs> yeah, they they just are like making little videos about what's going on in their lives in quarantine. It's not that great. 90 Day Fiance, though. Awesome. Yeah. Well, somebody said, texted and said, yes, uh, it's the production and possibly reshoots. If they do reshoots, mo- like these people could look completely different. Totally. Or, and mm-hmm. their contracts hold them like, hey, you've got to keep your hair or whatever for so much time. Yeah. So they don't take other roles and cut their hair or do whatever. Right? What if, so, <laughs> what if one of the cast members dies from the coronavirus? Yeah. That yeah, well, changes they fell down everything. an elevator shaft, man. Like that, people, that's not, that's happened before. Yeah. People have died mm. during filming. They okay. just come back. <laughs> yeah. With an RIP scene. This year's dedicated to. finale didn't happen because of the coronavirus. Oh, damn. Can't believe we missed that headline. Ink Master. Ooh. And then someone sent a text. A vaccine is about the only silver bullet that will fix this. I don't know, man. Uh, even if they have a vaccine, they're, they're not going to be like, we got it. And what? rush it out. There's testing. They got to make sure there's no side effects. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll get rid of the coronavirus, but you may grow an arm out of your back. Meh. Right. Or shorten your arm. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch your own back. It's a three ring circus, man. All of it. So the, I, I saw that headline, and I saw that maybe there was a chance that there wasn't going to be any football or fall sports. That's monster. The amount of money mm-hmm. that is being missed is unbelievable if that doesn't happen. Uh, we got tickets to smoking Guns we're going to give away. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Morning show is next 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. 918 460 KMOD. You can also text 
BMMS, and then what you want to say to 82945. Going to qualify more people coming up for CMLL 2020. It's all brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Someone could see every concert KMOD is a part of, including weekend VIP Rocklahoma tickets for next year. Because, you know, they've canceled this year. So for next year, we're going to throw those in. So you have a chance coming up here very soon. I am at my home studio. And Gimpy's in the studio so we can qualify people. And Sam is uh, at home. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. And so let's go ahead and play a game right now. We are going to play Pick the Flick. You've got to know your movies if you're going to win this game. Up for grabs is a pair of tickets to Smoke and Guns. It's a charity fight between firefighters and police officers, boxing and MMA. Not, I mean, combined, but yes, but some will be boxing, some will be MMA. And it's going down June 20th at the BOK Center. And it's all to raise money for the Oklahoma Firefighters Burn Camp, and the police are raising money for the Special Olympics of Oklahoma. BOKCenter.com, June 20th at the BOK Center. Let's go ahead and get our first contestant. Oh, I'm sorry, Gimpy. What's the record? Oh, well, okay. I am in the lead with this one on six. Sammy's right behind me with five, and you are right behind her with four. We are so close in every game. There's nobody that has an extreme extreme lead over the other. And everybody's got I feel their, like there is one game. I, I looked at it this morning, and, like, everybody's got, like, their own thing that they're leading. Like, I'm leading Pick the Flick. Sam's leading Sing Sing. You're leading uh, uh, Schnip Schnap Schneer. But it's all super close, like one... One point, one win with, with amongst us. I feel like one of them, Sam's got like one point. Okay, okay. I'll have to go back and look. If again, we close but... the gap this week. Mm, there you go. Yeah, because ah, I didn't go. play. Well, who was last week's won. winner with Pick the Flick? Uh, that would be Sammy. Uh, so Sam's not eligible to play. It's going to be Corbin and Gimpy at 918-460-KMOD. Let's get our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Kayla. Kayla, how are you, friend? I'm good. How are you, friend? We're good, good. I'm glad to hear your voice. Kayla, who do you want to read clues? Uh, Gimpy or Corbin? Give me my Gimpy. Come on. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, this is Morgan Freeman movie, and this is the one where he's kind of like in a sleeper cell or whatever. He works for the military, and they're like, hey, you're going to do bad work. I wouldn't have any idea. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just pass on that one. Uh, okay, do you want to build a snowman? Frozen. Yes. Uh, this one here is a double pointer. It's got Seth Rogen in it and his little crew of people, and it's about the end of the world. Uh, the end of the world. Yes. What do you call it? <laughs> when, 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 the, when the world ends, there's a zombie blank. What do you call that? Apocalypse. Okay, so not then, but... Apocalypse now. There you go. Uh, this one here, Laura Croft, it had, uh, it had, uh, there you go. This one is the movie about Facebook. It's got that real dorky kid in it. I forget his name. Um, 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 I know this. Facebook, MySpace, TikTok, Snapchat. networking. There you go. There you go. Okay. We'll take off the ING then. So social network. Mm -hmm. Time, time, time. 
So what'd you get as the number there? I don't think you got the last one. Yeah, because of the ing, Three. so it's just four is what I got. It was going on to five. Four, yeah, so one of Pretty double good, pointer. Kayla. Hang on the line. That might be good enough for the win. Okay, don't go anywhere. Okay. All right, let's get my contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Blake. Blake, how are you, friend? I'm doing good. You? Good man. Sixty seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. We got to beat four. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, this movie has Bradley Cooper in it and Louis C.K. Uh, they work for the FBI, and they're trying to um, do one over on a politician in the 70s, played by Jeremy American Renner. Something. American, yes, that part is correct. And when you have a side uh, money scheme, that's called a? Uh, heist? No. Um, yes, um, another word. The word is uh, also used sometimes when you're telling someone to um, be quick. Blank up. American. Blank up. American hustle. Pass. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is um, Brad Pitt and Ed Norton, and Brad Pitt is Ed Norton's um, crazy uh, side. Correct. Uh, this is... Uh, br br Vince Vaughn, and they go to ceremonies where people uh, get married. Uh, wedding crashers. Correct. Uh, this is uh, Matt Damon, and he's a rogue CIA agent. Um, oh, my Lord. Jesus Christ. Um, nope, not correct. Keep going. <laughs> um, oh, I can't think of that. Ah, dang it. That was my bad, dude. Well, not good enough, man, but I sure appreciate the effort, man. Uh, it's a lot harder to play the game in person, isn't it? Yeah, I just I couldn't get American Hustle to me off. No worries, brother. You have a great day, man. I appreciate you listening. All right, All right buddy. See you later. <laughs> the disappointment in his voice. Ooh, Kayla, congratulations. Yes. You're going to get those tickets to Smoking Gun 7, June 20th at the BOK Center. Thank you. It was all Gimpy. I always go with Gimpy. Thanks. Actually, he gave Robert you bad Paltz. clues. Kayla, you have a good day. Shut your mouth, woman. <laughs> you shut it right now. He did. Well, for your first one that you passed on, it's Denzel, Is not it? Morgan Freeman. Ah, see, there you go. Yeah. It's the Sam coming out at me. My bad. I thought Sean mm -hmm. Isn't Sean then, Connery in that? I don't know. It was on. No, this is where... Go ahead. It, it was on the other day, and I seen it, and I flipped to it, and I started watching it, and then I went and did something else and never came back to it. Uh, Lee Schreiber, Meryl Streep, John Voight, Denzel Washington. Denzel, yeah, Denzel. My bad. The Manchurian Candidate and then is the, the that one. The main, and then the other one the, that you schnip schnop schnurred to get her to say, you were explaining the end of the world and then getting her to say Apocalypse Now. You're like, this is the Seth Rogen movie, and... Right, it's right. Apocalypse she, now. She, yeah, she had never, I can tell by the first couple of clues that she didn't have any idea what I was talking about with Seth Rogen and they're all trapped together in this one house and blah, blah, blah. So that's why we went with the way that it got delivered. Right, but you were describing no, no, another no, movie not that isn't movie. that movie. That's not it, huh? N Apocalypse no. Now is not the end of the world, no. Okay. Well, it's like an eight hour Vietnam movie. Wow. It's not eight hours. <laughs> way, that it's Jeff's favorite movie, and I still haven't watched it because it's too long and too sad. It's a really sad movie, yeah. Uh, Apocalypse Now was yeah. that one, and Gimpy here's uh, one that I passed on that he got right at the end, right, at right the after end. I hit pass. Yep, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I've never seen this movie, so I couldn't do anything for you. I couldn't give any action. I have no idea who's in it. Yeah, I think you said Bradley Cooper's in it. I have no idea. It's got an awesome perm. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Okay. Looks smoking hot in it. Yeah. Uh, And then the one that I ended on, Sam. American Hustle. I think that's... He got the one you ended on. Yeah. Oh, this one. Sorry. Yeah, this is Matt Damon, and he's the CIA agent. There's like three of them in the series, whatever, and I think this is the third one in the series, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. This obviously isn't the first one, mm-hmm. but what's the one where Jeremy Renner takes over? Oh, that I, I, I couldn't tell you. I think it goes born identity, born supremacy, and then born ultimatum. I believe. Okay. I believe. And they're yeah. great. I never really, I, yeah. I like the action in it. I never really paid attention to the storyline or what's going on, and I couldn't tell you who's who and who's taking over the world. I just know it's Matt Damon, and he kicks ass. <laughs> He kicks ass. So far, of all the movies you've been talking about since we've ones. been playing this, you don't know anything about them. Pretty much. I'm not. And yet you won. I know. Isn't it great? It's up right here on the hat, man. It ain't <laughs> easy being me. Listen, a broken clock's right twice a day, so I don't know what you're talking like about. I said, uh, all right, the record now is. And that moves Kayla's me, awesome. Moves me to seven. <laughs> keeps Sammy at five and keeps you at four. We'll be back. No. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Get to sports here in a minute. Some things that are happening uh, in movies. I thought this was pretty awesome. I was a Hunger Games fan. I thought the books were awesome. The movies were okay. They got better as they went on. The first movie was so weird. The way it was shot and the makeup and everything was just bizarre. But the rest of them got um, better. There's going to be a prequel prequel based off of uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes which is uh, to the Hunger Games. If you know about that uh, storyline, it's where the citizens rise up after they're kind of held to their own little districts and quarantined. <laughs> uh, the South by Southwest <laughs> Film Festival uh, didn't happen this year, but Amazon has come to agreement with South by Southwest, and they're going to stream all the movies that were supposed to be there for free. All you need is an Amazon account. You don't have to have Prime or anything. You just need nice. an Amazon account. That's cool. So... There's that's some awesome. cool movies that'll be in there. If you like the, some indie movies, documentaries, all that'll be in there. So that's pretty cool. And I know the one that uh, Gimpy's pretty excited about. Warner Brothers has announced that Scoob <laughs> will go straight to video on demand <laughs> and available to rent on May 15th. Hell yeah. <laughs> Grab my Scooby snacks and enjoy an evening. I didn't even know <laughs> they were doing this or who is in it. I don't know anything about this. I didn't either. They put out a few um, live action Scooby Doo movies or whatever, and I've watched them as like early two thousands or whatnot. And it has that real dorky. Yeah, the Freddie Prince Junior one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Right. He he plays uh, Fred or whatever. Right. And then mm-hmm. it's got that dorky guy. Only way I know him is from SLC Punk, and he's been in a lot of other movies. But he's the only one that I recognize. He's the one that plays Shaggy. Uh, but that's Matthew Lillard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That guy. He yeah. always plays the same kind of goofy guy in every movie. Yeah. Well, uh, this is an animated 
movie, mm. Zach Efron <laughs> is the voice of Fred. Gina Rodriguez is the voice of Velma. Mm. Amanda Seyfried is Daphne. Will Forte, Will Forte is Shaggy. <laughs> uh, and Mark Wahlberg is in it, but it doesn't say what he's doing. It just says he's in it. <laughs> he's the one who goes... Maybe he's a ghost. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe well, he no, just well, goes, ooh. Yeah, who, <laughs> I, I guess this says Frank Walker will be... Yeah, he's a voice actor. He's going to be Scoobat. Oh, Scooby got a girlfriend, huh? Scoobert. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> they I got don't a know baby. Who Scoobert is. I don't know. I don't know. There's it's, always been. It's the baby. Well, no, that's Scrappy. Scrappy's always been the little one, and then and then Scooby is the regular dog. I've never heard of the Scoobat or Scoobert or whatever. Award-winning movie, Apocalypse Now. This... You don't know anything about American Hustle. Won a bunch of awards. You don't know anything about Scooby lineage. You've got nailed. I've been watching Scooby since I was a tyke, man. Of course, of course, I've got that nailed, man. <laughs> Anytime we play the wheel and me and Corbin are like, how do you know this random information is because of things like that? Mm -hmm. Of like, what's the name of Scooby-Doo's kid? Uh, Like, what what was it, Gimpy? Hold hold up now. Scrappy was not Scooby's kid. Scrappy was like his nephew or something like that. He was a distant relative that came to to stay with with the gang, and he ended up getting into shenanigans with him. Scooby never had any kids that we know Here's Scoob. Here's the, the basis of Scoob. Hundreds of cases solved and adventures shared. Scooby and the gang face the biggest, most challenging mystery ever. A plot to unleash the ghost dog, Cerebus, upon the world. Oh, no. As they race to stop this global dog apocalypse, the gang discovers that Scooby has a secret legacy and an epic destiny greater than anyone could have imagined. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. But probably if you read the the trolls, it would be just as brutal, but I still watch <laughs> Trolls World Tour. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're gonna watch this too. I can't judge. <laughs> so um I really wanted to read this story because I didn't know that this was a thing. So Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson confirmed that his likeness will be on the cover of Madden NFL 21 during a video posted on the team's Twitter feed. The reigning NFL MVP said he's not worried about the Madden curse, which dooms the cover athlete to a poor or injury-prone season that year that the game is released. Patrick Mahomes was on the front. He won the Super Bowl MVP, so I'll want that curse, Jackson said. I hope that's the curse uh i mean there that is a thing and pretty much not just with that with any any game or any tv thing like that right uh donovan McNabb was on the cover in 2006 in his first game he hobbled off the field with a sports hernia he missed seven games and then he had a public feud with terrell owens 2007 sean alexander was on the cover for breaking uh, the record of touchdowns the previous season. During that season, he fractured his foot and missed six games. Uh, In 2008, Vince Young was on the cover. And he was a poster child for college football, and then he entered the NFL. He became the Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Pro Bowler. And during his season, he injured his quad and hindered his uh, scrambling ability. He missed one game that season. And... uh, he was uh, done after that because uh, he never recovered. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre, he was on the cover 
in 2009. In 2008, he contemplated retirement, decided not to, came back. So they put him on the cover. And he didn't retire, played with an injured bicep, and lost four of the last five games. Damn. Sound a little yeah, cursed. Drew Brees in 2011. Uh, he threw for more than 4,000 yards, led the Saints to the playoffs, and did not suffer an injury. Uh, so you think the curse is done at that point? New Orleans was the flavor, favorite to win. And uh, they lost to the Seahawks. So the curse is there. But the number of people that have not had anything to happen to them is far less than the number that have. Mm-hmm. So, How much money do you think that you get for being on the cover? Ooh. I mean, essentially you're being endorsed by EA Sports for the year. So you're probably getting a couple mil. Wow. Five mil? Ten? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would want money over a curse. Uh, it's Sam, says, they don't give you your choice. Mm-hmm. It's not like you get no, a choice. No, I'm saying of like that I. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I would choose to look at it as not being cursed. Be like, I got five million dollars. Okay, it says here that the 2017 active player payment is because I just googled how much do you get paid to be on cover of Madden. It says seventeen thousand six hundred sixty-two dollars in 2017. 2018, it was sixteen nine ninety six to be paid out ASAP, and then a thousand dollars for P Squad guys. 2019 practice practice squad. Okay, 2019 payments paid this fall. EA Sports has yet to announce who will be on the. That is the amount of money each player in the league gets for them surrendering their rights for being in the game. For being in the game, not just being on the cover or whatever. Oh, not the cover. Okay, I was going to say that's not enough money. I mean, seventeen thousand dollars is a good chunk of change. I take that for not doing anything. Not to be cursed. Yeah, that's for no, no. They're just a participation because I want to pick. You know, yes. uh, You know, Eric Fisher. As my player, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you just so they can put their name on the back of a jersey of a of a player on the on the you know video game field, right? Yeah, that makes sense. That's balls to ball sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 K Modi. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS. And then what you want to say to 82945. Qualifying people for CMall 2020. Make sure you're listening for a cue every hour. We just played one, and they heard the cue. They called in. Now they're qualified. So congratulations to Kevin Wilson of BA. It's all brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Another chance is coming up very soon, so be listening for that cue, and Lynn and DC will have chances as well. Let's go ahead. Oh, I should say, we are live in our home studios. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. <laughs> Gimpy's at home, so he... There's somebody... There, well, there's somebody like weed eating right next to my door. <laughs> and so I've been turning my mic off because it's like, or like right next to my window because I feel like it's super loud. And if you could hear the AC, you could hear this guy. And I'm like, of the whole morning, anytime that we've been on break or song or anything, but like right when we come back, he must be weed eating my window. 
Can you hear it, Gimpy? I could. I heard something in the back. I was like, I thought we fixed that. Good God. But no, it's the landscapers out there doing their job before the storm comes in. Well, luckily, right. there's like so I don't no landscape at her property. Like, it's literally the smallest patch of grass ever. They right. can't even get a mower there. Right. That's why they All right, listen. <laughs> Let's play a game. How about a little stump sand. There you go. I got it, bro. <laughs> Uh, Sam's current record is? Well, she has 10 losses to her now three wins. She won last week. Uh, so she's going to unplug All and right. she won't be able to hear what we're saying. And we will talk about whether it's a real person, character, or event. My first one is a character. And I feel like everyone should get it based off of the second clue. Maybe the last clue will be the one that really solidifies it. Okay. But I don't think she's going to get it. I don't think she's going to know anything about it at all. Fun. A big no on that She'll one. think she knows, mm -hmm. but she won't know. So she's a no. That's a no for me. Okay. Uh, mine is a person, all right? And uh, I'm kind of leery about this one for her. All right, my my first clue, you'd be like, all right, okay. The second one may tie into the first one. If you've watched both of the shows, you'd be like, okay, that's what this, that's what it has in common. And then the third one, I feel, would probably give it away for a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of dudes, maybe even. Okay. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and put no, but I'm kind of fearing that my second clue is going to be the one to give it away. I, I don't think she's going to know anything about the third clue, but I think the second one might be the one that does it. But I'm still going to put no because I have zero faith in her. Yeah, she has not been good with these. So I'm in, I'm, in, I'm excited to see if she's going to get this mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. All right, so my last one is an event. And the only way she will know this is if, A, she watched the news on Monday. Oh. Or, B... She has seen the movie. This oh. is a historic event. Has been depicted in the movies. Monday was the was I can't. Well, that's one of the clues. So <laughs> it, it just recently celebrated an anniversary. Piece that together any way you want. And I just I just don't think she's gonna get this. No go on that one, huh? But okay. a massive event okay. of the last decade. Okay. All right. So she's gonna come back tuned into us so she can hear everything. Hi, Sam. Hi, buddies. Hi, buddies. You know buddies. how this works. It's a, real, it's a real person, character, or event. You'll tell us which one you have the most confidence in, which one you have the least confidence in. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So the first one is a character. Portrayed by Dave Chappelle. One fear factor. And high on crack and Red Bulls. Portrayed by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> One fear factor. And high on crack and red. <laughs> That's pretty good, right, Gimpy? That was solid, man. It's like, all right, okay. I like the first clue. And then the second clue was like, okay, I've got an idea. And the third clue just sent it straight on home. And it was solid, man. Solid. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gimpy's turn. All right, Sam, this is a person, okay? And my clues go as mm -hmm. such. Uh, my first clue is 21 Jump Street. 
my second clue, hanging with Mr. Cooper. And then my third clue, married to NFL quarterback Rodney Pete. 21 Jump Street, <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper and married to NFL quarterback Rodney Pete. Okay. Uh, all right, Sam. My third one is an event. Monday was the 10-year anniversary. 4.9 million barrels of oil seeped into the ocean before the well could be plugged. And on the day it exploded, executives visited the rig to celebrate seven years without a single safety incident. Monday was the 10-year anniversary. 4.9 million barrels of oil seeped into the ocean before the well could be plugged. And on the day it exploded, executives visited the rig to celebrate seven years without a single safety incident. Sam, which one do you have the most confidence um, in? Which one do you have the least confidence in? The most will be Corbin's, and then the least will be Corbin's which one? Um, Gimpy's. Oh, Corbin's, Corbin's last one? one. Okay. Uh, so the most confidence in my first one, I'm sorry, my second one, and... The least confidence in Gimpy's. Mm hmm So Gimpy's was a person, 21 Jump Street, hanging with Mr. Cooper and married to former NFL quarterback Rodney Pete. I've only seen the 21 Jump Street movies with um, Jonah Hill and Tanning Chatham or whatever his name is. And um, I know that it was like based off of some series that was in the 80s or something like that. But I've never seen that. And um, The Hanging with Mr. Cooper, I know that that's like an older 80s TV show. I've never seen any of that either. And I don't know who Rodney Pete is. Um, but so my my guess is just going to be based off of Rodney's last name and a name that sounds maybe like it could be famous. And so my guess is Sarah Pete. Sarah, famous Sarah Pete. Famous Sarah Pete yeah. Sam is incorrect, incorrect. Uh, 21 Jump Street, you were right, was a uh, 80s television show that this person had starred in. This person also starred in the uh, movie Reboot um, as kind of like a cameo, okay, with, with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. You've seen that one. So this person appeared in there as a cameo. And then the la hanging with Mr. Cooper, Sammy. I am so surprised. This was not an '80s sitcom. This was totally '90s. And this was totally early and mid '90s. And I'm surprised that you. I mean, you might have been too young, but you watched Sister Sister, right? Mm hmm So it was on the same time, same channel as Sister Sister. So I'm surprised that you you don't remember hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, I don't remember that. Maybe it was on later and I wasn't allowed to stay up later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this one, uh, the, the last one is just, you know, the fact that she married to this this quarterback and she goes by the name and then, of course, his last name at the end. Okay. And the answer is Holly Robinson. Holly Robinson. Yeah, that on, doesn't Sam. sound familiar. <laughs> don't you watch like a Hallmark Channel Christmas movie? I don't know movie? Who I'm that sure is. she's in one of those. She was on the talk. I know. For a I don't while. know who that is. Mm -hmm. She was on the talk, uh, and she, her and Lisa Remini or whatever got uh, booted after I think it was like one one season or something like that. They're like y'all's got to go, but they never really said why y'all's got to go. They just get out of here. 
So, but I thought you doesn't might matter. One. You didn't have confidence in that one, Sam. You have confidence in my second one. My first one, the clues are for this character portrayed by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> one fear factor and high on crack and rambles. Oh, I think I just got a better idea. So I've seen the meme of him like sanding with Coke under his nose. And so I was thinking that that was the character that maybe you were talking about. But um, I just realized a more famous character. And I don't know the name of that crackhead. I was going to say Methy Bob because I don't know who it was. But after you read the clues the second time, <laughs> um, I remembered uh, I'm Rick James, bitch. And like that was like the super popular thing from that series, so okay. um, my the answer is going to be Rick James. Because I was going to say I don't he plays Rick James, but it's you're I think you're talking about the character that he plays being Rick James, not actual Rick James. So I don't know whether to say Rick James or I'm Rick James, bitch, because it would be the same thing. But I'll just say Rick James. If it's correct, I'll give you both of them. But unfortunately, that answer is incorrect. It's not Rick James. Is it Methy Bob? It's not Methy Bob. <laughs> um, oh. This is a character he portrayed like almost right away when he started doing his show. And it went on to do like, like one of my favorite ones is when he went, goes to talk to kids about doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> the Fear Factor episode is, uh, you know, skit is pretty fantastic because he ends up winning like one of the things they do is they have to lay in a bed of of bugs and worms and everything on who can lay there the longest. And when this character from Dave Chappelle gets in, they like he does it for days because he's high on drugs. So like he for him it's not a big deal to do it, and he wins and he buys the biggest crack rock he can. <laughs> Little crack on it. <laughs> yeah, I think another famous line he said was. You tell anybody, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, and uh, that would be Tyrone Biggums. Oh, Tyrone Biggums. Big gums. Uh, <laughs> That's how it's spelled. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> there's, there's two G's in that Biggums. <laughs> Tyrone Big Gums. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that from Ozark? Man's laughter. Right. <laughs> Manslaughter. Man's right. laughter. <laughs> Doesn't matter, though. You didn't have confidence in that one. You had confidence in my second one, which was an event. Monday was the 10-year anniversary. 4.9 million barrels of oil seeped into the ocean before they could uh, get it plugged. And on the day it exploded, executives visited the rig to celebrate seven years without a single safety incident. I am just going to guess this because I um, I know that there's been a ton of these and they all have different names. I've seen the movie with Mark Wahlberg where the oil rig explodes out on the ocean. And I know that that has a name for it, but I can't remember what that name was. And so the only event name that I can come up with is the BP oil spill. The BP oil spill, Sam, is incorrect. Damn. <clears throat> Mark Wahlberg is in the movie, and the movie is the name of the incident or the event. Yes, Gimpy. Oh, I was going to. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was going to go ahead and guess on the name if that's okay. Yeah. Is it Deepwater Horizon? Deepwater Horizon is correct. 
Yeah, uh, after you said it, that, it was like I remember 8, that is the name of the movie. Barrels a day were seeping out of the well. It had actually been, um, mm-hmm. uh, they've been having issues with it. It had two safety mechanisms to detect if there was a spill. And the first one had been off for a while because they couldn't figure out how to stop it from giving false alarms. And the second safety mechanism had been dis- dis- uh, taken apart because it kept doing alarms for over five years. <laughs> it's okay. It'll fix itself. And on the day that it, that it exploded and the executives were visiting, they were like, hey, turn up the amount of pressure to keep it capped. And when they did that, that's when the explosion happened. So Liz, literally the executives, the pencil pushers showing up, are the ones that caused the explosion to happen. And the well eventually caught fire, of course, as we all know, and then sank <laughs> and then continued to spew oil, which apparently is still uh, evident in that area. I thought it had completely just kind of gone away. I thought one day we woke up and it was gone, but clearly that's not correct based on the article I read. And that uh, it caused a significant, it's the biggest oil spill ever. Wow, bigger, have than, you, bigger than the Exxon Valdez. That's a Valdez, tanker huh? spill. Oh, that's a tanker spill. Oh, okay, okay. Um, have you seen Bill Burr talk about like how being a mom isn't the hardest job ever. And he was like, did you see Mark Wahlberg jump into uh, shark-infested water? He had to jump through fire where the water's on fire in salt water with open wounds and sharks in the water. You can't tell me that that's not a harder job than being a mom. <laughs> God, Bill. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at that moment, I'm sure it was quite difficult for Mark Wahlberg in, to act that character, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. Do we know yes, if that really happened? But I I think uh, I think that did happen in real life. I'm not a hundred percent sure though, because when he, <laughs> <laughs> I just think only based on it that feels like skit. like that would happen. Why would Bill Burr lie yeah. for his comedy routine? Yeah. Why Why would that be in the movie if that didn't actually happen? But have either of you it's watched the movie? If neither one of them were, nobody was injured and he just jumped into the water and there was no fire on the water, it wouldn't be a very entertaining scene. <laughs> He'd just jump in the water. Maybe he'd yeah, cool off a bit. But there's, so that's why it that would was, be in the movie. That, that was, was like, oh, should, lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're like, should we stay on this exploding, you know, thing floating in the ocean or jump into where there's fire because of an explosion that's already happened and oil? So it just seemed like that is something that could happen. And they're all banged up and stuff, so... <laughs> You know, salt in the wound, it seems like it would hurt way worse. Even when you're watching the movie, you're like, oh, God, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to jump. It's either jump you would if there was alive, a fire. Right? I don't know. It looks like it hooked. <laughs> Into the water? Nah, they're good. I mean, they were pretty high up. And again, it was on fire. I mean, everything was fine for Bruce Willis. Right? Steve Buscemi. And Ben Affleck, they lived just fine. I don't know. I don't you don't know, know what that, that is? That reference? Yes, you nope, do. That's why I'm not good at this game. You don't know the reference that I'm making right now? <laughs> of the movie where they work on an oil rig? Aerosmith song, Not Gonna Lose You. Then they get recruited by NASA to go drill into a meteor. Oh, Yes. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Yep. That just didn't immediately come movie. to mind. Put it on the list of See? top oil rig movies. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is a list of it's oil rig movies. 
Hold on. I'm, lo- I'm looking. <laughs> There's got to be oil rig movies, right? Okay, here we go. Deepwater Horizon, of course. Mm-hmm. A movie called The Rig. Sector 7. Uh, the Thing Below. Hellfighters, which I believe is a John... Is that a John Wayne movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hold on. It's There Will Be Blood. That was a that was a gland rig movie. Which, by the way, how crazy is it that it, he was burning oil because it was cheaper to burn it than to try and sell it? And then <clears throat> what's happening? Uh, apparently, Iron Man three takes place on an oil rig at some point. Armageddon, which we described. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Made with Tom Cruise. Deepwater Horizon. Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did work on an oil rig for a while, didn't he? It, it counts. <laughs> Appalachian Trail, it counts. It counts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the City of Lost Children. There's a ton of oil rig movies. No, this will not be our topless Thursday, Gimpy, so just uh, rip that piece of paper up and throw it away. Damn it. All right, so <laughs> Sam's record now. Uh, she has three wins to her now 11 losses. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. Is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Coming up here in a little bit, we'll have our top five songs. Doc Antle is scheduled to join us. Yes, from Tiger King. That's supposed to happen here in a little bit. So, you know, there's kind of a big thing happening right now, right? A little pandemic. People are busy with trying to solve this. Some of the, Mm -hmm. what we believe is the smartest people out there trying to figure it out. Dr. Fauci, Fauci is uh, become kind of a star in all this. And apparently, apparently Will Smith has a show He's doing called Will from Home where he's doing like a talk show kind of thing. I'm not familiar with it, but he had Dr. Fauci on. Oh, that's cool. And you can hear his kids ask Dr. Fauci a question. And I actually have that audio. So let me see if I can uh, get this to play here. Still come if I lose my tooth. So the his kids asking, will the tooth fairy still come <laughs> if I lose my tooth because of the pandemic? Because of the coronavirus. Oh. And can she catch the virus? I gotta tell you, Ava, I don't think you need to worry about the tooth fairy. So when you get your tooth fall out, you stick it under the pillow, and I'll guarantee you that that tooth fairy is not gonna get infected and is not gonna get sick. <sighs> We're kind of dealing with some important stuff here. <laughs> Why is this doctor, this person, being bothered with this? Why is he even doing this? Okay, so that's a two-parter right there. One, why is he on Will Smith's home talk show? Or two, why is he, you know, dealing with these children instead of dealing with the pandemic as he should be? One of the most brilliant minds... Oh. In terms of medicine and viruses, should be focused on that not being a PR person for all this. (laughs) 
answering questions about the Tooth Fairy. Well, you know, those are the important, those are the hard-hitting questions, Corbin. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's literally the least important question. Uh, he has won multiple awards. He's got the Medal of Freedom. He's worked under Reagan, both Bushes, Clinton, Obama, and now Trump, right? Like, he's highly qualified, highly esteemed person when it comes to infectious disease. And he's on Will Smith's Snapchat show? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, he's famous now because before he was, just a, he was just a nerd. He was a nerd that was in charge. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's a more famous nerd now. He's more famous because mm -hmm. he's the one that we're all looking to for the answers. So he's got all this popularity now that he's never had before. And now he's hitting the circuits, man. I mean, the circuits that he can. Be he's it, got a bobblehead. Yeah, Snapchat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's got toys named, you know, made after him. He's got toys made after him? What? Well, the bobblehead that Sam was talking he's got a, about. Yeah, bobblehead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they anybody can get a bobblehead. That's not a giant achievement compelled to the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and no, no, that's that's so true. But it is pretty dope to have a bobblehead. And I don't know if Will Smith gets alerts on that, but he's like, hey, he's got this medal, but also people are buying bobbleheads of him, so we got to get him on my show. Only idiots are buying bobbleheads of him. <laughs> I thought I had read somewhere that he was like nominated like sexiest man of the year or some jive like that. I'm probably wrong. No, like people were reg like mm, there was a petition going around pity. for people to sign for him to be. Ah, okay. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that that's a pity, Nom. <laughs> you can't have like one year be Chris Evans and Bradley Cooper and then him and be like, mm, something's off here. I don't he know. did something else. If he saves the world, I mean, that's pretty hot. Just saying. I, I just want to no, uh, tell is, you some no, of the no, things that, that Fauci did, right? Mm -hmm. he, he contributed to the understanding of how HIV destroys the body's defenses, leading to the prog progression of AIDS. Oh. He recognize, he's recognized for delineating the mechanisms whereby immunosuppressive agents adapt to that response of the immune system. He developed therapies for formerly fatal diseases such as polyarditis, notice, granulitosis with polygenitis, a lot of isses. He's kicked <laughs> isses asses. <laughs> but he's on a Snapchat talk show with Will Smith answering questions about a tooth fairy. Well, you know, it's because it's because the view hasn't called yet because of the coronavirus that he's supposed to be curing. It, it makes zero sense for that. None. Mm -hmm. I feel like his efforts could be more focused doing something he'd be doing he'd be better doing a stupid uh twitter q a than answering okay, that okay but uh, so what if he's just like a will smith fan and like you know corbin what if the world needed a radio host one day to help save the world and you became super popular and then you know your favorite actor invited you to be on his snapchat you'd be like yeah i'll answer whatever questions you want Ugh. How about a radio tour? Yeah. Then Will Smith's Snapchat show. It is Will Smith. I want to meet Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you don't meet Will Smith. <laughs> it's, it's a video thing. It's nothing. <laughs> You're all staring it's more at of the his screen. Kids than I, okay, else. but 
And talking over each other because there's yeah, video delay yeah, like this stupid show. I know, but you still, like, you get to talk to him. That's pretty dope. You don't get to talk to him like, hey, so what shows are you watching? Hey, so what, what's the food you're eating? Jada, does she scream like that during sex like she does in that band? <laughs> That's the questions we all need to know. <laughs> Just saying, you don't get to talk. That was to during them. break. <laughs> it was like the pre uh, when they're like, "All right, we go on at seven. So at ten minutes before, he asked all those questions before they did the right, the right. Well, he's question. got Snapchats like premier people <laughs> handling. They throw it over in the like it isn't like a dial in like our silly asses. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to take a break and we'll be back. Next, Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we are going to qualify another person for CMOL 2020. Plus, Doc Antle is going to join us from Tiger King. But first, we've got to do balls to the wall sports. Alex Rodriguez and fiance Jennifer Lopez are raising capital for a possible bid to buy the Mets. JP Morgan will be putting together the arrangement to buy the club with A-Rod putting together an ownership group of four to five people to purchase the franchise from the Wilpon family. And uh, they've been attempting to sell the team for months. If you um, buy a team, then can you be like, oh, well, then I, I get to play on it too. Do you get to do whatever no. you want? I mean, yes, but that wouldn't be smart. <laughs> Although it may raise morale to have J-Lo out there in a uniform swinging at some balls. I, I'd watch more yeah. often, even if it's just one inning. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can't. There's some. It's like McDonald's, right? Like you can buy a franchise, but you got to adhere to some rules. <laughs> Maybe she could do halftime shows. It would be exhausting with us, you know, 75 games at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's too many. Maybe they could just Mm. be surprise ones. So you could just watch to be like, oh, is she going to be on this time? Shaking that ass. And then I have an update on um, Novak Djokovic. And so he said he's open to changing his mind after initially saying that he would refuse to take a coronavirus vaccination if the ATP required players to do so to return to the court. The world's number one player said on a Facebook chat on Sunday that he would not be forced by someone to take the vaccine in order to be able to travel. But now he says if it comes like if it's mandatory, then I will have to make a decision whether or not to do it. This is my current feeling. I don't know if it's going to change. But it really influences my profession. <laughs> yeah, it's called money, stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Somebody you know what that means? Like, that means oh, his finance people or his lawyer's manager were like, hey, man, you got to walk that back. Do you know how much money you get from endorsements? But I believe <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, sell out. And whore. also, I like. That's what it, and it took like just maybe a couple days of like him getting constant texts and phone call about it. And it's like, oh my God, this is not the hill I want to stand on. That's what that is. 
He's like, I break finally. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, uh, you gotta get that money right. Yeah, like I said yesterday, I would sniff it, poke me, whatever we gotta do to get back to it. The sniffing shot, Gimpy. Don't make that face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, the, you said the it. shot that you sniff you, and the poke mm-hmm. that yeah. you get in the no, arm, whatever it, it is. Get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sniff yeah. and poke to get back. We yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it whatever it takes. Yeah, we've got a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Just me? Yes. I'm not sniffing okay. and poking to get back. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, you just don't care enough then, mm. clearly. True. <laughs> <laughs> That's Balls to Wall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Ron Grammer of Coweta heard the cue to get qualified for CMO 2020. Brought to you by Boulevard Tank 7. Lynn's going to have a chance about 1130. Listen for Guns N' Roses. If you hear Guns N' Roses about 1130, you're late. you got to start dialing to get in to get qualified for CMO 2020. We need to see. Let's go ahead and play the intro for Sam uh, to hear what uh, to do Sam's segment. geese so today we are so excited to have doc antle from myrtle beach safari and of course the tiger king the docuseries that has totally taken over he's on the phone with us the phone with us this morning good morning doc how are you good morning i'm doing just fine how are you guys wonderful uh how are the animals and your staff and your family is everybody safe yeah, we have a, such a fortunate position here where we have this incredible big preserve that has all of the animals and all the staff able to live within the confines of this place. And it has massive uh, opportunity for storing of food and having everything in place to operate. So we've just been hanging out wishing uh, we could see some guests and pay some bills. But um, we've been super tight and really fortunate to have this place to stay. Well, I first wanted to uh, ask you, how did you get involved in this series? Did the producers reach out to you and say, like, hey, we want to do this expose on Joe Exotic? How did you get involved? So about three years or so, they came to me and said, hey, we have this HBO show that we're working on that's going to be about Richard Branson and his lemur conservation program. It's about uh, international turtle conservation and you being this tiger guy that's running this international tiger conservation program, we have a big project that runs in Sumatra where we have ranger station that's running there. And we put a lot of people and time out into that ranger station and we have other international projects. They said, Oh, we're going to just highlight all of that. We filmed doing that for about two and a half solid years. You know, off and on, they'd come and go, come and go. They, they talked to us all the time, writing scripts, sending in images, taking, getting stuff out of our Sumatra facilities. And that was the only program we worked on. Now, somewhere in the midst from the story that I've been told, the director also got fascinated with Joe. He had something else going on. 
He misrepresented the whole idea of how infatuated he was with the Joe situation. He started diving into that. That didn't work out very well either. And he ended up bulk selling everything he filmed for the last few years to the guys who made Fire Festival for Netflix. The Fire Festival guys took it all, put it together, and created Tiger King, adding us into the mess just because we had so much original footage of so much wildlife. So many of the shots in Tiger King are there. In the first two episodes, I'm in there 400 times on screen, my images, my voice, my stuff, 400 different times. A lot of people don't even realize that so much of that imagery is old historic stuff that we did years ago. They just glommed it all together without asking us, without giving us a dime, and ran with it. So you didn't get um, one dime for anything wow. for being uh, in Tiger King? Not yet. I have not. <laughs> you say not yet. High, Is there something forthcoming? Them. We have high hopes of them uh, coming to terms with the fact that uh, we are a, a, a help them uh, have the show have a certain sparkle and that they probably owe us a dollar for that. Is that just a conversation, or have you legally went after them? That's a, that's a complication to talk to you about that stuff, but, you know, uh, imagine we're on it, you know. And, and uh, historically, I'm the guy who did Ace Ventura, Jungle Book, Dr. Doolittle, Mighty Joe Young, 500 major movie and television jobs all around the world for o- almost 40 years. So I know the business and, what, and how it's all gone along, and we're, we're, we're working to come up with some kind of an agreement of how it should really have been done. No, well, so then I've got to ask, I've got to ask, though, I've got to ask, though, with all that experience of film and movies, was there, did you, was there an agreement you signed that knew that this footage could be used going forward into something else? Absolutely not. A single one-off use of all footage, a single use of footage that had to be pre-approved, all images had to go through our auspices. All of us had to agree that it would go down. None of that happened. Whoa. So it's a total breach of contract. <coughs> Were you like completely blindsided? Like you started watching the series when it came out and had no idea that that was going to happen? Or did they give you some kind of warning? I saw the trailer like everybody else and said, holy mackerel, I am in that trailer. I'm going to kill that guy. And started <laughs> calling him and calling him and trying to get up with him. And said, look, this looks like a disaster to me unless this thing turns around into something uh, beautiful and fabulous about saving tigers, um, you've got a problem here. And he bantered back and forth with me, and, uh, and then uh, he, he quit talking to me and just uh, has counsel talking to me now. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how the cookie crumbles. So what do you feel like they got the most wrong in the documentary? Well, the real blatant, insane things is the very last line of the entire series, the real, the real seven episodes, they pop up on the screen. Doc Antle's facility was raided. Well, it's absolutely not true, and they know it wasn't true. We were never raided. They're trying to insinuate that a set of veterinarians that came in looking for a case that happened in northern Virginia where a zoo is in some problem with the state of Virginia he, he gave us some lions. He didn't, uh, in some capacity, have his ducks in a row with his paperwork or something. I took the lions. I had transfer papers. I had federal documents for those lions. I had the little health certificates and all the right stuff, which I think he probably did too, but they're saying he didn't. And I had the lions. Six, eight months later, 
they said, oh, there's a case against this guy. We need to document that the lions you have are his lions. And I said, fine, here's the federal paperwork, here's the stuff. They said, no, we have to have DNA with the veterinarians to collect it. We went in and we collected DNA from the lions, and they left. There was, I was never accused of any wrongdoing. No one was arrested. No one was given any kind of ultimatum, or, or has anybody been given anything since? This is all, I don't know, six months ago, ago or plus. This is all just... Um, part of somebody else's case, nothing to do with us. So they flashed that on the screen just to try and cause drama. And then next to that, they put up the heinous idea, Doc Yandel's been asked about euthanizing cubs and hasn't answered. This is a guy that's been here for years, right? He's been through hundreds and hundreds of questions with me over years of time, and he knows perfectly well that no tiger would be euthanized. It's immoral. It's completely unjustified. It has no possible reason to take place. The idea that a tiger gets to a certain age and is not useful is just something animal rights activists are trying to push to try and ban tigers in the United States. There is no age where a cub becomes unuseful. You know, we have, I think, 18 million people following us on social media um, through my site, my son Cody Antle's sites, uh, Moksha Bybe, the other partner in the business. And that's all about big tigers. That is a, a great income-generating and excitement-generating slice of what we do. Big tigers make up so much of what we have. The only way to get big tigers is to super carefully raise baby tigers. And every baby tiger has a super position for us. And he has it uh, when he becomes four or five weeks old, when he's able to meet guests. And he has it when he's 20 weeks old or so, when we no longer have him be petted and carried, touched with guests. Now, that, that time period there is about five months that, you know, the tiger's around us. And then that tiger stays with us, grows up, continues to work. He just isn't with the guests. But that only required a few tigers. Three or four tigers are born. Guests get to meet them and touch them and have these super encounters, real brief but super cool, part of what we do here at the preserve. And then maybe if we have another litter, they see those. It only requires a very few tigers to satisfy the guests having an experience. They're, they say in there that it's 200 tigers. It's more like six. <laughs> and uh, they, they just make that, all this extravagance about it. And you can find these lies jammed across the Internet by the exact same people who say you cannot go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. You must ban all hot dogs. No more leather shoes. Your Ferrari cannot have leather seats. It's the exact same people. It's like asking Al-Qaeda... How do you feel about the First Baptist Church down the road? Well, Al-Qaeda doesn't have a good word for the First Baptist Church, and PETA doesn't have a good word for anyone yeah. that likes yeah. pets or zoos or anything. Doc Antle's joining us, and we appreciate you taking the time. I, I wanted to ask you, with all of that, and, and obviously there are some people that aren't good for the industry that you're in, should there be a governing body to watch over to kind of keep people that aren't good out? And would you say that Joe Exotic is one of those that kind of is tarnishing your industry? There is a super sophisticated government agency with the United States Department of Agricultural Federal Veterinarian Force. Those federal veterinarians show up three to four times a year, every year. They count every animal, where it goes, when it's born, if it dies. They have always done that stuff. It's not small. There are always criminals that may go out and do illegal criminal activity, like what Joe Exotic did, and 
that becomes a law enforcement issue. Uh, tons of people are breaking the law every day. The laws have to be fixed by the agencies that they're applied to. But the zoo industry is highly regulated. It's just, again, propaganda that it's not, that every tiger isn't accounted for, that it's there. There's only five states that don't have laws against owning tigers by private individuals. It's, um, it's just a whole machine of fundraising that's out there. I mean, a lot of other crazy stuff was in there that's just so wild. I have nine wives. You know, I'm, I'm running a harem. I haven't been married since 25 years ago. My wife died in a car crash. I've not been married. I have that crazy girl boob job Barb on there who's saying that she was forced to have a boob job. Well, of course, no one gets a boob job just popped in one day. It's a big surgical process. It's done by a board-certified MD. You know, that girl spent time and effort on it. Didn't live here either. She's saying she lived here for years and years. She didn't live here. She traveled around doing other jobs and odd jobbing with us and uh, just so much created content to make Tiger King salacious. Obviously, it's a hit. It gave us Tiger King fever to have Mm -hmm. right along with the COVID. But, um, of course, it's not a documentary. It's really just the rambling. And most of the points they bring up are just points being pushed by the animal extremist agenda, saying guys who say a hamburger is the end of the world. I mean, you obviously have a lot to say about all of it. Can you tell me some good things for you that have come, come out, if any, from Tiger King? You know, Gabe, uh, the, the good thing that happened, the simplest good thing that happened is we all found out Carol killed her husband. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Covered him in sardine oil, cut him in little pieces, whatever it is, but boy, we got the info. And she so not, they got that I've part right. Never been a nicer person. Never a nicer person to have that happen to. That, that is a witch of a woman, and I'm happy that that went down. That, that part's actually good. Aside from that, you know, there's massive exposure. If you look at Tiger King, you can see that Carol's facility is a run-down, just vacated junkyard dog pound. You can see that Joe's place is an overrun dog pound with way too many animals and way too big of a vision without the right resources and finances. If you look at our place, bar none, we are the Ritz-Carlton of big cat facilities, of wildlife places at large. We have been so fortunate to have so much space and so much money to be able to build a place that is unlike anywhere else in the world. And I think that they could have showed more of it, but they showed enough that there's a huge interest in people seeing this beautiful five-star property. And because of that, I think that we'll have an overwhelming amount of guests looking to have this incredible premium wildlife experience that happens at Myrtle Beach Safari. Have you had any contact with Carol or Joe or anybody else from that series since this has happened? Um, Carol's never talked to me. Carol just writes endless articles that uh, everybody who has big cats is Satan and that she's uh, Mother Teresa and that uh, she's going to save everybody from some uh, imagined wrong of there being uh, people with cats. You know, she wants a a feline-free America, kitty cats and big cats. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I don't talk much with Carol. Joe called me as he went to prison a number of times. And it's some crazy system where the, your phone rings and you have to push buttons and they talk all kinds of stuff. And then probably the first dozen times he tried, I had no idea who it was or what it was. Somebody finally told me Joe was trying to talk to me and he called me and I felt that, you know, he was in a, in a bad position 
to talk to and to be uh, on my radar. But I did want to try and uh, help out his attorneys, who I think were so far behind. Because, you know, Joe only had attorneys that were um, the freebie guys, you know, that didn't have the resources and expertise on stuff. So I tried to bring them up on federal law, on wildlife and what happens with wildlife. Because I think Joe got a bad deal on some of the wildlife charges. Um, I think that his murder for hire and all that, I'm no expert in any of that. I don't know what the, the story is. It seemed to me that the snitches involved Jeff Lowe and James Gerritsen, that they were, they were telling a story to protect themselves. You know, they admit they signed a plea deal and that they gave something up. None of that was disclosed as to what were they giving up? What were they accused of? They just let them sing a song, even though they're both felons, both have been in jail, both have records, and none of that was kind of put forward. It's just kind of like, oh, these zoo guys, they're not zoo guys. James Garrison killed a girl a couple decades ago with a tiger, and that whole story somehow didn't make it. And there's a whole lot of other uh, strange stuff. So, you know, and eventually I said hi to Joe. I told him, you know, try, try and be strong. You know, every man thinks he has time. No man does. Just practice being good to yourself and finding the, your own inner peace, because Brother, you're going to need it. And uh, just that, that simple stuff. His, um, his husband had called me a number of times as well just to tell me, you know, Joe's alive and well and everything's okay. You know, I mean, uh, for many, many people in the big cat world, I am their mentor, even if extremely distanced, because they want to build a place that could look like ours, could operate in such a high standard, and could have this incredible collection that we have. There's no other collection of tigers anywhere on the planet that's even close to the one that we've built over the last 40 years. And people want a piece of that. They want to see what it's like. They want to be around. You know, we have a waiting list of people asking for cubs from us year-round all over the world, and we can never even fulfill it. So guys like Joe are always talking and seeing. You know, and guys like Joe are rare. I mean, the last one that I know of that's really shystering around with animals is Jeff Lowe. He's the last character like that. It's pretty unusual there's an idea that there's an industry of Joe guys. There really is not. There may be a handful of other broke, deadbeat characters that have animals, but literally, I, don't, I think you could count them on one hand. I think they're super rare. I think all of them are indicted at this point. I think all of them will lose their capacity to have wildlife, and it's a good thing. You know, the world is changing into a new position where – um, just people have a, a sharper, a keener eye about it and where these guys don't have a business for it. Doc Antle's joining us, and you might know him from Tiger King and, and a respected man in the tiger industry. Uh, the question I have is, as someone who's a mentor to these people, do you feel any responsibility to maybe put money in uh, Joe's Jaybird account so he can buy stuff in prison or do anything to lead the way to get him out? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a legal guy, you know, by any means. I am a, you know, a, a wildlife guy working on wildlife conservation, putting millions of dollars into that. I need millions more. I can never get as much done as I wish. And we probably aren't looking to put any money into Joe's legal defense. Just because Joe thinks that I'm his mentor, I in no means took on a position of being his mentor, right? It's just like someone can look up to the guy that won the spelling bee and believe it's time to learn how to spell better, something I can't do with a darn, and you want to be like the spelling bee champion. That's as close as Joe and I have to it. You know, I mean, I, I, I might have been able to spit out how to spell, spell supercalifragilistics for him, 
all uh, telling him this is the vitamins you need for these cats. This is the size you need. This is the proper habitats, the way to care for them. That he ever was going to take that to heart, I'm just giving out general information that I do for hundreds of people around the world who are looking to upgrade and operate quality feline facilities that can provide the best needs for the animals in their care. Um, and I guess my last question is, the as far as like animal conservation and starting that conversation, do you think that Netflix did a good job of like bringing uh, attention to that to, to a wider audience? No, I think they did a ridiculous uh, disservice, terrible job about what's really going on with tigers in the world today. Tigers are down to less than 4,000 animals. Um, you know, 70% plus are trapped in India. Maybe the other 20% are trapped in the Indian subcontinent area. It's an area of overwhelming population. Almost 2 billion people live there. This is an area that's maybe less than half the size of the United States, um, covered in a human population, and tigers are in desperate need. They need awareness, but they need funds, and they really need to be given designated areas that people do not have access to so that they can try and survive and live out their lives. I think all of that should have been the mission, and all of that was heavily given to them. They filmed maps, and they filmed our treks through the jungles. They filmed tigers under waterfalls hanging out in Sumatra. They filmed just beautiful stuff that I put up for them about the conservation of these big cats and the dire need that they have in their wild habitats. And they skipped all that out. They skipped out the whole idea of how we fund that project and how the premium experiences at this kind of Ritz-Carlton facility are able to fund this international tiger conservation, why it works, how it works, and how desperately we need it. Netflix just dropped the ball on all of that, kicked it to the curb. Or you can blame the directors or the editors or whoever it may be. All of that information was in a pile on their desk, and it got dropped to the floor. They had all, the, all they needed to help save the tiger, and all they did was raise the rating. Tiger King fever did not include uh, tiger conservation. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. It means it's been awesome, and it means so much. Thank you so much, Doc. Thanks, guys. You get up with other questions. You have people wanting more. Just let me know, and I'll be happy to talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye, buddy. There you go, Doc Antle. That was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, he was great. Appreciate taking the time, Doc. Are we good, Gimpy? Yeah, we good, man. We good. Now it is time for it's not what I meant, okay. Now it is time for semen scale. Now it is time for semen. Good morning. It was the Big Man Morning Show. Um, it is the Big Man Morning Show. <laughs> well, you know something we don't know? <laughs> I mean, at least after the success we've gotten from Doc Antle, I feel like it's now his show. He's very humble. Uh, normally at night awesome. we do our top five songs. We're going to do an abbreviated version right now. So let's do our top five. It's time for the top five songs. This week it's the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. From listener Jimmy. Now here's Corbin, Gibby, and Sam with this week's list. Uh, All right, so this is uh, pretty self-explanatory. Let's go ahead and get started. Number five came out in 1978. The song didn't chart. Number 145 on the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Songs of 
all time. Tons of people have covered this. Uh, the Offspring, Go-Go's, Newfound Glory, and many more. Number five <laughs> on the top five songs about who you feel, uh, how you feel when you have the coronavirus. It's the Ramones and Sedated. Number five, Ramones and Sedated on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus from listener Jimmy, Man Jimmy, J-Man. J-Man. Sam, what do you think? I'm going to give this a thumbs down because your goal is to not get sedated, to not be in a coma, to not get knocked out. You just Your goal is to either get it, not know that you have it, or get it and not be super sick. So I don't think that this makes sense to be on the list. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Uh, Gimpy. I'm going to go ahead and give this a thumbs up. One, you can't go wrong with the Ramones. And two, yeah, no matter what sickness you're dealing with, it sucks. And you want to be sedated. You want to be knocked the F out and wake up healthy. Not have to deal with none of the bull in between. So I feel it deserves a thumbs up for that reason. Well, let's be clear. You want to be sedated. You, not royal, not royal you, or royal you, not just you. You want to be sedated even when you're not sick. So I'm a thumbs down. <laughs> this has zero to do with being coronaed. I think that, no, I'm down on this one. Thumbs down. Number four on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. Number four came out in 87. This song did not chart. It was a number 172 on the Billboard 200. That's when it peaked. And the song appears on the video game Tony Hawk's Project 8. Number four on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. In true lazy fashion, the Ramones and I Wanna Live. And I want to live number four in the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. Sam? Um, I give this a thumbs up. I think it makes more sense to be on the list. I think it's lazy to do two Ramon songs in a row, but I feel like if I had to pick out of the two, this one would make more sense to be on the list. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Uh, Gimpy? I want to give it a thumbs down. One or the other, brah. You can't have both. Okay, <laughs> seriously. And that song's all right, but it's not near as popular as, as Sedated or whatever. So for that reason and you lazy F, I'm giving it a thumbs down. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess. It, do you not want to live when you have the coronavirus? I don't know. I've never had the coronavirus. Uh, so I know I can't. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> saying I want to live is something you say normally. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it's not specific enough to the coronavirus, so I'm a thumbs down. And it's a duplication, so thumbs down 
All right, number three on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. Number three came out in 1958, peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. The artist covered this song from Little Willie John, Madonna, Elvis Presley, Christina Aguilera, <laughs> Michael Bublé, Beyonce, and a ton of others have covered it as well. Number three on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus is Peggy Lee and Fever. You give me fever. When you kiss me, fever, when you hold me tight Fever, in the morning A fever all through the night Everybody's got the fever That is something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago Number three Romeo, on the top five songs you, about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. <laughs> Peggy Lee and Fever. Sam. Um, I think this would be closer to number one, but I think it totally belongs in the list. And so I think it's one that you immediately think of. So for that reason, I give it a thumbs up. Gimpy. Yeah, daddy-o, let me tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a <laughs> thumbs up there, man, because the fever is associated with the coronavirus. I don't think that this song agrees with it because it's more about getting hot and bothered when your lady touches you, but I feel it. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs down. I don't think it belongs in this list. It's about love. It has zero to do with being sick. It's the fever of love. You're literally saying, yes, I want the fever. I want it every day. I want more and more. How does that make any sense for the corona? That's the exact opposite of what you want, I think. <laughs> right. You're like, get this demon out of me. <laughs> Be gone, demon. <laughs> <laughs> number two on the top five songs, we're moving forward, uh, came out in, in 2000, peaked at number five on the mainstream rock charts. Uh, this is a concert staple for the artist, usually played as the last song. It is currently the opening theme song on the Travel Channel show, what? Paranormal Challenge. <laughs> what? Number two on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus, disturbed and down with the sickness. Sam, down with the sickness from Disturbed, number two on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. Totally. Anytime that we bring up any playlist about the coronavirus, this is always a song that gets texted in the very most. So I feel like it's always at the very top of most people's mind when you think about being sick. And it's fun to sing the wah part. So for that reason, and that I like the placement, I give it a thumbs up. Gimpy, how do you feel about Disturbed coming in the two spot? I am okay with it. Um, it's the first song that I thought of when you hear like, oh, I've got the coronavirus. What song goes with it? Why it's not number one? I don't know. Maybe number one's a much better song. I doubt it, but you never know. I'm still going to give it a thumbs up nonetheless. I am a thumbs up for it only because... You could make that statement to everybody and they know would know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like Disturbed a lot. So 
especially when Sam does it. All right, we're moving on to number one on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. Number one came out in 2002, peaked at number five on the mainstream top 40. The vocalist for this band said the song is about the band's frustration with their label because they've got it hard. The song is featured in the TV shows One Tree Hill, ER, So You Think You Can Dance, Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County. Number one on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus is Maroon 5 and Harder to Breathe. Is there really one out there because it's getting harder and harder to breathe? Is there anyone out there because it's getting harder and harder to breathe? What you are doing are screwing things up inside my head. You should know better. You never listen to what I said. Putting your pillow and writhing in the niggas' way. Hoping somebody someday will do you like I did. When it gets cold outside, I got nobody alone. Number one, Blake Shelton's best friend and his band Maroon 5 and Harder to Breathe on the top five songs about how you feel when you have the coronavirus. Sam? Um, I'm going to give this a thumbs down just based on, based on placement. I feel like it would be good at five, maybe four, but number one totally should have been disturbed. I mean, I get the chorus and like how it correlates, but the rest of the song doesn't make sense. So thumbs down just on placement. Gimpy? Stupid. It's dumb. I mean, the song's all right, but I mean, it shouldn't be number one. For real. I put it at number five, if anything. Okay. Adam Levine and his tattoos and his sexy body and good hair. Psst, get out of here. Nonetheless, the fact of it is, I get the correlation like Sammy. I just don't think it should be number one. No. Thumbs down. Uh, I'm going thumbs down on a technicality issue. Okay. If it's harder to breathe, then why can you say things like, you'll understand what I mean when I say. Well, if it's harder to breathe, how can you say anything? You'll understand. <sighs> they... They do the part where they go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that. <laughs> they oh, I think that makes a good job at illustrating. I don't know what that means. How it's I don't getting know what that's harder to, to breathe. Yeah, because uh, they're selling it. <laughs> okay. The lyric: Does it kill? Does it burn? The answer is yes. Is it painful to learn that it's me that has all mm-hmm. the control? Does it thrill? Does it sting? It's hard for me to ca- count my stacks of millions while you're putting pressure on me to put out another album. <laughs> I'm, bu- dumb. I'm putting thumbs down because they're pussies. <laughs> they're great musicians, though. He can belt a tune. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the abbreviated version of the uh, top five. We've got to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show. The Big Bad Morning Show. The Assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Don't forget to listen with Lynn about 11.30 to get qualified for CMall 2020. And uh, right now it's time to find out what everybody learned. We'll start with Sam. Sam, what would you learn today? 
that it sounds like Gimpy has a small, decent crush on Adam Levine. And I'll take a sniff or a poke for the team, of course. Of course, for the team. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned that Sam will have her monkey birthday in November. And I also learned that if you're part of a docu-series about a tiger guy's wanting to kill somebody, you probably shouldn't say, I want to kill that person. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I learned that they got uh, the part about him all wrong. But the Carol Baskin murder part, they nailed that. That, that part they got right. Everything else. <laughs> And I learned that Sam's willing to take uh, a poke or a uh, bone just for a sacrifice. Sam, these are sacrifices. You got to do things you don't normally do. It's a sacrifice, not the regiment. <laughs> I'm saying, make sure that dishwasher's loaded. You're welcome. Right. I'm Zima Sam, and this is her mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Uh, yeah. Ready? Uh. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless you. Mama, don't take my drugs away! What do you got there, Gimpy? This here is a group that came across my suggested songs, and I've heard of them, never got into their stuff, but by God, now I'm going to. This is a group called Boba Flex, kind of like Boba Fett, but it's Boba Flex, and this is <laughs> Mama Don't Take My Drugs Away. Okay. Like, hell yeah. This came across, I was like, what is this? I like it. Uh, this drugs. feels I like, like drugs. a song you would be into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to check out some of their other stuff. I haven't gotten around to it. Been a little busy lately. But uh, from their sound, uh, just off of this one, their guitar and their vocals and whatnot, that's uh, something I can get behind for sure. I feel like they're not a band anymore. I feel like they're rather old. Oh, really? The I name. I was gonna say. I, I feel like Cornflake listened to them familiar. a lot. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just telling you who your taste preference are in. That I definitely have heard that band before, and I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, that's probably where I've heard the name before, you know, and probably discarded it then because it came out of his mouth. So I was like, whatever, <laughs> dude. That right, poor who? guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah, I've never heard of these guys until now, and it looks like I mean they just had a song come out in 2017. Now, that doesn't mean anything. That's two years ago. Very interesting. So Double I have flex. a question, Gimpy. Have you have you heard of have you ever been on um, OnlyFans.com? Only I've never heard of OnlyFans.com. Okay, Corbin, have you? Uh, it sounds familiar, but it's not reminding me. I'm not, it's not hitting me right now. So um, I went down this 
like rabbit hole because it is like a website and I'd seen this article about this girl who's making like a hundred grand off of this selling subscriptions and you any person can set it up and you just sell uh, your yes. nudies or your porn yes. or your customizable yes. videos or whatever online. Yeah. Caroline Calloway, who we've talked about before, Instagram. she's selling she's doing that. Very interesting. Oh really? She's upgraded. That's wonderful. She's, she's selling nudies, um, yeah. <laughs> And, well, so it can be anything from like nudies to hardcore porn. And the article that I was reading about this girl, she does like these videos where people will be like, hey, can you do me a favor and whatever, have sex with a shoe and like we'll pay a bunch of money just for a specific porn that's like in their wheelhouse. Or like some influencers will just be like, oh, I'm, sell I'm selling my pictures of, you know, my boobs or my vagina or whatever it is and like making like a ton of money. And so... I was just reading that this girl, she wasn't even an influencer with like hundreds, thousands of followers. She was just started it. And then all of a sudden she got more followers because of it, because of people going on the OnlyFans site. And I guess she was trending one day and now it has turned to this business where she just like picked it up and was like, ah, maybe, maybe someone will stumble across me and be interested in my vagina and ask me for stuff. And now she's making a ton of money off of it. So I was reading that and I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if Gimpy would do that to make a little extra scratch. Okay. There's a couple of things here. First of all, that's good for only women. Only women, because True. dudes are pervy as fuck, and they'll do anything just to yeah. see some tits or just to see some minge. All right, girls, you you fucking lying if you say, "Oh no, we like that sort of thing too." No, I'm no, no, no. This is why you're wrong. Because of gay porn, gay porn is very lucrative. Okay. So if it can, wasn't going to a girl and a guy was going to buy it, I can solve this with one thing. We got <laughs> Playgirl magazine. That didn't survive. It's not surviving. Yes, it still exists, but it's not lucrative at all. Mm -hmm. So and you would think gay men would also go to that, but I don't know how much porn gay men are into. <laughs> well, so a lot of like straight guys do gay porn. And give me, I guess my question was to you, Gimpy, is if, um, if it didn't, if you would do this, and would it matter if it was a guy or girl buying your picture? Uh, let's see here. I would never know if it was a guy or a girl that's buying the picture, honestly. So really, to, to answer that, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter because money's money. The, the check's in the mail. All right, now, had I found out that some, you know, burly homosexual man was fapping it to my naked ass, I, 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 I don't think I'd be very comfortable with that. I just don't think so. Yeah. If we're being honest. What? Come here. I wouldn't, tell me, I wouldn't tell me care. Again, what's problem? Well, on her game area. She's not on her game area? Okay. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you for telling me. I don't, I I'll be out there. Not make her on it. Okay. Well, I'll be out there later, okay? Okay. I'll be out there later, okay? Okay. Thank you. That's awesome. I love you. Now back to gay porn. <laughs> now back to the gay porn. Yeah, I don't. That's why I interrupted. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose the conversation. Talking about gay porn. Yeah, I don't. So gay porn. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Go, I don't. I don't think if I found out, you know, hey, there's this, you know, gay man that's fapping it to your my naked ass. I wouldn't be comfortable with it. But what's one of those? If I don't know, I don't know. I'm getting paid for it. That's that's the reality. Well, you make a profile, it. so like people request this from you. So like. 
if you wanted to, like, you could just go on and buy whoever from mm-hmm. your favorite Instagram mm-hmm. hoe that you like to follow. If she does it, like, a lot of them are in the stories of, like, oh, swipe up if you want to see the unedited photo of this. Like, you want to see my nipples right, or whatever. Right. So then you have an account, and then you go subscribe. And okay. so you can see who's asking for. So you would know, and I guess like if somebody was like, hey, Gimpy, can you have sex with a shoe? You could say yes if it was a female profile or no to a dude profile, but you wouldn't really know. I am Because if someone can lie and say that they're different sex online. I'm not sticking my dick in a shoe. I don't care how much the money $5, is. $5,000. $5,000. What kind of shoe? <laughs> a loafer. <laughs> <laughs> A moccasin? <laughs> An Ugg boot, Gimpy. Right, right. Something. I'm not going to do it with my brother's work boot. Fuck all that, you know, but maybe something ten grand. nice. Ten grand for ten grand. Yeah, I'll stick my dick in a shoe for ten grand. Yeah, okay. you got to if never is never, man, mm-hmm. it's not never asterisk. Well, yeah, okay, okay, with if, the exception of a few things. Okay. So I'm looking, I just was, because I want to know who this person is you're talking about, Sam. I want to do some investigating, but uh, I found a guy that does uh, OnlyFans. But he is 6'4 with size 13 feet, and he posts videos and pictures and stuff of him doing stuff with his feet. And you get three months for $10.48, and he posts a lot. Just feet stuff, huh? Nothing like too awful. It's a bargain. Just feet stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His name is uh, Ned Benny. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this person you you speak of, Sam? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, Gimpy, okay, would would that bother you? If, like, this guy's making whatever, even if it's just three grand a month and he's just sending creepy-ass dudes pictures of his feet, would you do that? No, I'm good. I'm good on that. I really am. If I can pick and choose who it goes to, See, I wouldn't then, care. then fine, have at it. But I'm not going to have some dude masturbate to any part of me at all whatsoever, be it my feet or my nose, my little arm, whatever. Listen, I like money as much as the next guy, but I'm good. I'm good. Why do you care? You're not watching him do it. It doesn't matter. They could be matter. masturbating to you right now. Absolutely, and I they don't know. They could be masturbating mm-hmm. to your voice, mm-hmm. and I your, don't know anything Facebook about it. Your Facebook photos, mm-hmm. and I don't know anything about yeah. it. It's the moment that I know something about it that makes it no. I'm good, and if I have to pick and choose, and I'm I'm saying, all right, well, this man right here, you're gonna get a picture of my feet, my big toe, then that's when I'm in the no, and that's when I'm a hell no. Because it makes you feel. Uh, Sam, you seem. Kind why of are gay? you so okay with it? Like now you would do it. Now you would take the money. No, but Sam. Yeah, Sam. Six, seven years ago, absolutely, one hundred percent would. Now, no, because I wouldn't want uh, pictures of my vagina or anything else out there. You can't control what happens. Uh, the foot thing, like, I don't know. I if people just want to look at my. Fred Flintstone ass feet and wanted to give me money. I don't think that would bother me. I don't think I would really care. And I wouldn't care if it was a guy or a girl wanting to masturbate to my feet. I don't care. If I could make a couple grand extra a month just doing that, I would have zero problem with that. I think young you is different than you now, right? Okay. In anybody, you're way more willing to do things you would never do as young you. For sure. No, I'm saying young me would have done boobs and vagina for sure. 
like pictures, absolutely naked selfies. I was sending those to people for free just because I liked them. So if you wanted to give me money, Sam, seven years ago, absolutely would have done that. Sam now, no. And I'm glad I didn't have this then so that I couldn't make that stupid mistake. But Sam, now, if I knew I could make a couple grand just selling pictures of my feet online, I would totally do that. You can, so why don't you? No, hold on. Because I so don't, you're I don't okay have pretty with, feet. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so you're okay with Jeff doing that? Yeah, I wouldn't care. If guys or girls were masturbating to his feet, he does have, I like his feet. They're nice feet. I don't put them in my mouth, or I don't masturbate to them, but if someone else did, I wouldn't really care about that. I would care if they were masturbating to his naked dick. That would bother me. But if it's what about just his clothed feet, dick? <laughs> like it's got a little sleeve on it? <laughs> like a yeah. hat? Maybe yeah, an or just like hat. a crotch shot? <laughs> like a yeah. monocle? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that for me, that I don't want any of that in my life. I don't want to have to be like, I got to go take pictures of my feet and explain to my kids. And I, I just don't want any of that. I hear what you're saying. And I'm totally comfortable with the idea of somebody enjoying the view of my feet. It's just, I don't want that drama and responsibility and all this that I've got to do. And then suddenly you're dependent on making foot porn because it's created so much of a lifestyle for you financially. Right. Then it becomes a job. Your job yeah. is fucking foot porn <laughs> that's like you, when you started the statement you job. brought up the fact that this girl got super rich doing this uh or got money no it takes a no, while she, right uh, uh, a hundred thousand dollars i don't feel like is super rich and it's not like you know you see instagram how long did it take her like, to get oh, 100 grand that no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that I don't think that one that that's enough money that you just stumble into. I think it's kind of like the you know Ryan's Lego thing. I think it's lightning that that doesn't strike all the time. I feel like that happens every once in a while, and so I don't think Gimpy that I could go on OnlyFans and show foot pictures and then make tons of money off of it. I don't feel like that could happen, and I don't feel like I could get enough people to pay ten dollars a month to then keep up with that. But I don't know if I did that and for two or three years made enough money for like, you know, my kid's college fund or something like that. You can stop whenever you want. I, I That wouldn't really bother me. I, it easy, money easily puts a hold on people where they do things much longer than they want to. Right, right, because yeah. you're getting that money. You're living a lifestyle you never have before. So it starts off with foot porn, and the next thing you know, it's like, all right, well, let's get two of you guys in there, and you can take pictures of each other's feet. All right, rub your feet together. Next thing you know, stick your toe in her butt. Listen, it, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a very slippery slope. Jesus. Is what I'm saying. It's a slippery slope, and it's not worth it. Next thing you know, you're, you're selling your toes for crack. I, I, to me, it, it makes... But I'm, you still have not told me who this girl is. I want to know who this girl is. I'll look at her, for least. Oh, I don't, I don't remember her name, Corbin. I really don't. I uh, just wanted to see, like... Because people all the time say they do something online, and they think they make it sound so much better and lucrative than it really is, and it's not. Well, anything, I don't they even say think that to try and get people grand. to come to their like, OnlyFans site. Yeah, I don't even think a hundred grand. It's it's not like 
her being like, I'm making $23 million, like the Ryan's Toy House thing. I don't even think that that's a, a crazy, amazing story because with that hundred grand, you still got to pay taxes. You're, you know, self-employing. Yeah, you're self-employed, so then you got to do all... That sounds like a headache. But she was just talking about... She kind of just stumbled into it, which I found interesting. But, like, we know people personally that have own only fan sites uh, so you don't I know, have to I don't just mind be sharing somebody. this I don't mind sharing this my mom um, works for my brother right as a contracted employee she has to pay tax like a ridiculous tax every year that ends up almost being more than what she makes so when you work for yourself and then you report this income you get heavily taxed and you've got to create a business like a, a an LLC, like it becomes like a a thing. Bait to your feet pictures. Right, right, right. Corbin, I found her. Okay, her name's oh, Monica fine. Holt. I'm gonna send you the article, um, and then you can kind of use the name for the Instagram because I'm not quite sure if they're the same. I got it. You, 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 you already found got it. it already. Well, goddamn, yep. that was quick. <laughs> I'm not messing around here. She, uh, at least okay. from this article that I see, she's aight. Um, if if this gal in the article is the same gal. As the Instagram that I clicked on at first, then fuck, she hot. But that's the thing. That's the thing. If you were mega hot like this broad here, then people are going to pay money. And it's going to be easy for you to make good, good cash like that. A troll like me? No. <laughs> nobody. Gimpy, you have, you have a fat you have a penis arm. That is a true statement. I do have a penis arm, and I'm sure there's a fetish for it. But no, I don't see myself at all gaining as much traction as this bra. Yeah. Just because I'm a dude. Uh, for me, and maybe it's my age, maybe it's my current situation I'm in, none of that interests me. And to be honest, even going to the sites and paying a subscription has zero interest to me. Mm -hmm. I got other things to spend my money on, like weed. <laughs> Oh, I thought you'd be like, I don't like, know, I'm looking at her. No, she's no, not. No, but here's the thing. You pay the $10.48 for the month or whatever, and then you're like, what is this $10.48 charge for something I never go do anymore? And now you're paying $150 for some bitch's stupid site. When I can jerk off to these pictures on her Instagram just fine, I don't need to go to that OnlyFans to, and, and, and pay for it. Instagram is free, and her titties are out there. And her ass. Yeah. And it is fantastic. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can yeah, say about that. Listen, I, the, she ain't got nothing no other girl has anywhere else. She doesn't have anything special about her. It's not like it's the only place in, in town that serves a crunchy sushi roll, mm. right? Like, there, there's nothing special about anybody you find online to pay a subscription for that you can't find anywhere else ain't that the truth and i don't know if it's because i'm going to be 50 next year or whatever or coming up in august but <laughs> i found that like even with porn man you use it to you know you fab away you handle your business fire off a couple of knuckle kids and you're good but it's all the same and it's become <clears throat> quite it's God, become quite so boring gross. quite boring to the point to where you're not watching them have sex anymore you're more looking at the background like what's that on the nightstand what are you doing why who, who doesn't put the cat away before they start making videos? You know what I mean? It's just, it's all the effing same. 
real yeah. life or whatever. You're I mean, maxed out on porn, bro. That's what that sounds like. Maxed out on all of it. It's all the same. No, there's just it's just there's <laughs> no reason. It's like buying a car. You can buy the same car from anywhere. You don't need to go to that dealership near your house. Right. You've got to have a special reason to, and most of the time, it's the relationship with the salespeople. Mm-hmm. And you ain't getting that. You don't have a relationship with the online person. <laughs> she doesn't know it. Well, Gimpy, <laughs> only fans. I'm just man. trying to earn you some more money porn. immediately. <laughs> it Etsy is. of porn. Nice. Hmm. Uh, my wife and I have been trying to, speaking of Etsy, buy face masks. I think I talked about this on the air for the kids. And every time we find one, she finds it, she shows it to me, she goes to buy it the next day, sold out. Huh. Um, there are, yeah. like, to buy a face mask is getting pretty limited from people that make them. My girlfriend, she brought home a bunch of different masks. Some are smaller for the kids and then a couple for the adults or whatever. If you want, bro, I'll, I'll try to hook you up. I'll, I'll see if she So here's the some. thing. I would say yes, except mm-hmm. she's a nurse mm-hmm. and using her nursism to ask for them, and I feel like that's cutting in line. It's a little stolen valorish. Okay, so I'm I'm not comfortable doing that. But yeah. thank you. Yeah, I don't know how she's acquiring them. She just came home with a handful of masks, and she's like, "Hey, I I got some for the kids, and I got some for us, so now we can go." Blah 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 blah. blah. All right, that's cool. Right, that's cool. But uh, yeah, it's like one of those. Don't ask me about my business. I I didn't even think about that. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Oh, who, who am I stealing it from? Right. Yeah, I get that now. That makes sense. Makes sense. Hmm. People are like, you got masks. Where'd you get it? Oh, I know this nurse, and she asked for some from somebody. <laughs> I got a guy. <laughs> That's all you Right. Like, I got a guy. Ah, God. <laughs> it's not, uh, I didn't mean to do it that way. <laughs> but you'll be sick. Yeah, That's a good call. This whole thing, this <laughs> whole, like, all of it, man. I'm so over all of this to the point where I have to zone it out. And I just have to go about my day and like find, I have to find a task every day to keep me occupied or else I'll go crazy looking at stuff online. Just because that's all that's there. That's, that's it's it. just, and all of it's a fucking fire alarm. All of it. <laughs> and you're like, good God, these people don't know shit about shit. They're talking shit and they're annoying as shit. It's all shit. And it's to the, it's like one and of those things where it's like. there's nothing you can do about it except tune it out right and the thing is is all the, they're saying so much and it's so ridiculous to the point where now i'm turning a deaf ear you just ain't even paying when no it should be attention. taken serious mm, okay right yeah where's the balance of i want the information to the point of like you guys don't know anything you're stupid you guys are dumb you've got a bunch of toddlers in charge mm-hmm, mm-hmm I'd like to say, you know, you got to listen to the directors, the people like Dr. Fauci and stuff like that. But sometimes I don't even think they know what the hell they're talking about. They speak at such a different octave mm-hmm. that I'm not even hearing what they're saying. I need someone to dumb it down from them. Right. What's wrong, Sam? Is your throat hurting? Are you coughing? What's going on? She yeah, got the okay. Rona. She got the Rona. I'm good. Ah, stop it. Social distancing. I'm going to need a little bit more space between you and Gimpy on the camera. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. (laughs) It's just too much. It's all just too much. And it's exhausting. All of this is so exhausting. I can't. I literally cannot keep it straight. Yesterday when we, you know, we were having all those technical issues with us sounding like we were in a helicopter. And then like... 
it was just happening to me and Corbin. So, uh, of course, I'm panicking to be like, what the fuck am I doing wrong in this moment that's causing this to happen? I'm not good with technology to begin with. So it was a super fucking panic for me. And then a panic afterwards because I know somebody else is working on it, feeling like I need to be on standby to not mess something up technology-wise. And then Jeff bought a new printer. And so he came in the room and I was, and was like telling you about how we set it up and how easy it is. And I was like, I don't want to hear a fucking thing about technology <laughs> or the coronavirus. Like I am so... At a 10, I don't care. That's awesome. It was a great deal. Awesome. I don't care. Like, I had to, I was a bitch about it because I had just been at my max about technology stuff and me trying to figure out how to work it. And he always listens to podcasts to go to sleep. And so sometimes listens to the coronavirus one. And he's been doing that like probably every other night. And then he'll like pause it and be like, whoa, I just found this out. And I had to tell him, yesterday to stop talking about technology and I didn't want to hear another thing about the virus because I was too stressed out and I don't care whatever it is it was like it's just making things worse you can't do anything about oil you can't do anything about that we're doing all we can I don't want to fucking hear about it I don't know how to plug things in I don't want to hear about it I don't care I'm done yeah, yeah and I'm not uh the I had the Ozark was my outlet and now that's over now that's gone and we finished that last night so it's I, I have no I have no outlet now. Now I think today I'm going to plant basil, like sorry, the basil. I don't even know what. <laughs> I'm out of options. I'm not kidding. I'm going to start an herb garden. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, do we? And I'm going to be like, leave the herb garden, leave it alone, <laughs> leave it, leave the parsley alone. <laughs> but that is so tasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God He's funny. telling you to grow weed for him. Well, I can He's grow my <laughs> own weed, I guess. <laughs> haven't you started? Didn't you start growing right. weed? What See, happened? I have a closet. Right, right. Now, I've got my, I got my brother all the supplies and everything he needs, right, so far as the tent, the, the lighting, okay, even some seats. I've given him everything he needs. He, even a book, a fucking book that's like 600 pages long with pictures that shows you how to grow pot. He ain't even started on it yet. Well, I want to I wanna wait till I can get my license so I can go into the stores, the grow stores, and, and peruse and look at the chemicals that they have and this and that and the other. I'm like, motherfucker, read the book. Tell me what I need to get. I'll go get the shit. That's it. That's all that there is to it. No, right. I want to wait. Why aren't you doing it then? Because it's his. It's, it's like it's like taking somebody else's Christmas present. And yeah, it was. It was a Christmas present. And it's like me taking okay. his Christmas present and playing with his toys <laughs> until you know I'm done with them. It's like you can have your toys back. You're living in his fucking no, house. No, sometimes man. I do I that to Jeff when he, <laughs> when he gives me something that I don't want to put together, like that laundry basket or whatever, and then it's part of the present that he put it together for me too. That's fucking wonderful. Then I get to use it, and that's awesome. Or when he gets me flowers, and he also waters them and takes mm -hmm. care of them because mm -hmm. I don't like doing that. I don't think it's a nice gift to give you responsibility, like you know, giving someone a pet. So he does that, and so maybe your brother is just saying all that because he's overwhelmed and he just wants you to grow and he just wants to be able to open the closet, look at it, and be like, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. I get to smoke that in a little I, bit. We put the tent together. And we got it all. Oh, look at that. It's pretty. How about that? And I offered, listen, man, I can get some potting soil, some water. We got everything we need. We can, we can start this shit now. And he wants to be the one to do it. He wants to be the one to handle it and control it. He wants to play with his toy, which is totally understandable. Uh, so I'm like, all right, do what you do. I'll reap the benefits after it's all said and done, even if it is six years from now. 
Are you a, uh, we've never talked about this, are you a pre-roll guy? Do you buy flour, edibles, bong? Like, what's your thing? Yes, all the way around. <laughs> yes. Concentrate? Uh, what is it? Yes, 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 yes. Pretty much, if it can, if I can smoke it, eat it, and get inebriated, I'm all about it. I have leaned a lot towards <laughs> the edibles lately because my lungs are cached. And smoking is getting rougher, especially when it comes like a crumble and your shatter and stuff like that. That kind of hurts your lungs. Flour, I still buy because I'm, it's just how I am. I love the traditional flour. And then, uh, yeah, I'll just take anything. Pipes, bongs, pre-rolls, go to this place. They got pre-rolled blunts. Love it. Uh, pretty fat-ass blunt. At the very end, they got all this keef that's on there. So when you get that first hit, it rips you apart. Love it. So the answer, yes, all of the above. If you had your choice and your lungs weren't cashed, what would you pick? Ooh. Ooh. Probably a pipe. Probably a pipe of sorts because those are their convenience. Take them with you anywhere you need to go. You can, you know, you, you can still get a good buzz. You don't have to worry about breaking out the bong and it's spilling, breaking water, blah, blah, blah. It's just most convenient that way. Fast, right? Get it in fast. Yeah. Uh, when you go on, you're supposed to take a road trip this summer. Mm -hmm. Are you going to take any with you? And if you do, how will you take it? Uh, yes, the plan is to take some with, for show. Because um, edibles are the easiest to travel with, right? That is the easiest, yes. Because, I mean, you put a bunch of cookies on a platter that, you know, they don't have the THC seal on them, whatever. The cops ain't yeah. going to know anything. Yeah, but here's the problem with that, Gimpy. Mm -hmm. If you put a bunch of cookies on a platter and then put that platter in your back seat, you're going to be taking turns. Those cookies are going to slide off the platter. It's just <laughs> it's just really in irresponsible vessel for transporting okay. baked goods. Let me let me rephrase that. Put them in a giant Ziploc bag. <laughs> not, oh, okay. Not a platter. A container of sorts that will hold it so I just don't mm -hmm. have pockets full of cookies. It's basically mm -hmm. is where I'm at. <laughs> as awesome as that would be, pulling out of your pocket and get to eating. Uh, yes, more than likely I'll end up taking a little bit of everything, some flowers, some edibles, stuff like that, transport to something. I've got a, uh, I got this really cool bag that is completely um, uh, smell-proof, and you can lock it. It's combination lock, smell-proof bag for your, your medicine and the paraphernalia that goes with it. So I'll probably slide really? it in there and uh, go on about my business, yeah. And like a dog couldn't smell through it? A police dog couldn't smell through it? That's the theory behind it. I haven't tested it yet, but that's what the salesman told me. Try not to. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I could <laughs> if I'm here in, here, here in town. I can be like, hey, can you smell this? Because I mean, I've got my card, so it's okay for me to carry it. Yeah. Or whatever. But hey, can you help me see if this would evade the law in another state? Right. It's kind of like if you got a car and the speedometer's broken, you ask the cop, hey, can you clock me real quick and see how fast I'm going and see if this speedometer's working? Do they working? do that? I've known a do few they people. Do that? I've known a few people that have actually asked the police. Now, whether or not the police actually did it, I don't know. But these dumb motherfuckers. Yeah, you're just like, I know some fucking morons that ask yeah. the police a stupid question. Like, hey, can you uh, record me breaking the law really quick to see how bad I'm breaking yeah. it? I just don't well, think that's Sam, good advice. People don't know this. It was all because of a cost saving measure to take off and check your uh, instruments on your vehicle. You say, to serve and protect and check your instruments on your vehicle. That's what the sticker on the side of the police right. uh, squad car used to say. You guys didn't see that shit? Come on. Everybody like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let me stop with the potential to fight crime, and I will come there and you know let you set up on some road. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And speed. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. Now a cop setting That's up at the raceway maybe and that doing that, that may be different. Yeah, yeah, because but it's... But to... <laughs> hey, when you're done with uh, Karen here and you've got her pulled over, do you mind if I zip by you really fast and you tell me how fast my speedometer is? I will then circle around now that you have me documented for speeding <laughs> on a public road. And, do you see how fucking stupid all that is? Yes, I do. I never Are you said... Gonna, it you're going to find no a, a canine unit and be like, hey, I just want to see if your puppy's any good. Can you smell this bag <laughs> yeah. of weed for me? I want to go through yeah. Colorado and California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. What, baby? What's wrong? Come closer. Come closer. Come over here. To the mic. Into the mic. Say it again. No? Okay. No. Stop. Okay, hold on. Let Danny like, finish. The, we're going to wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. All right, Dan. Let's wrap this up. I'm sure we've got an iPad emergency happening. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, so sorry we didn't get the podcast to you guys yesterday. We had uh, an L3 Tier 1 vertebrate uh, that had been clipped in some sort of back accident, if I understand it right, <laughs> Sam. Isn't that what we heard? Yeah, something. Something like that. Um, but injury. it's obviously fixed now. So you guys be safe. Take care of each other. Try to dial it back a skosh, and uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll all be back in the same studio shortly. Though who loses the uh, wheel this week may not feel that it should be sooner rather than later. Uh, And you guys have a a great week, and uh, we love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.